0: Let's try that. Yes, but I can't think of anything to start with.
1: Okay. With that. Because you want to cold open like like we normally do? Uh, yeah, because that's stupid.
0: It's stupid to cold open like we normally do if I'm trying to do a bit, right?
1: I mean, let's say this is we we cold open like this every episode, like King of the Hill does. I.
0: Yeah, but I wanted this one to be special because these episodes were special. Right. I don't have a cold open. Um, Hey, I don't have a cold open, but I got a cold one. Did, did you hear that?
1: <laughs> I I did. I did <laughs> hear that. Now, um, ooh, I, I've got a good question for you. Instead of doing our just our blatant cold open, we can welcome everybody to the Dangle Podcast. And Mark, what we can do before we give our little spiel on what the Dangle Podcast is, is I can ask you a question. Okay. What is better, Molson or Coors,
0: Molson. 1000%. Trick question.
1: Trick question. They're the same company.
0: <laughs> ho ho ho.
1: <laughs> Not the same beer, but they're the Everything same company. Everything is fucking inbev. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. It's Molson. Molson Coors has been a thing for what twenty-five years now.
0: Yeah, a long time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I want to say right after they built the stadium yeah. in Denver is when they sold their the rest of their company to canada
0: mhm which yeah. whatever i guess i don't know i coor i'm sorry coors tastes like shit and like yeah molson labatt moose all like three canadian beer or not moose yeah not moose drool moose fucking wyoming something Yeah. point uh, is or the other one with the moose on it yeah yeah montana there's one with the green moose on it i cannot think of it it doesn't matter like you talking about puppers Oh, I'd have a fucking puppers. Instead I got this fucking pibber.
1: <laughs> well, I've got Kolsch as usual. But it isn't a f it isn't a legitimate frosted b- mug. So there you go. I put that in uh in my freezer today about two hours ago so it would get nice and nice and cool.
0: Oh, fancy boy. So so what you're saying is that if you look in your hand you're holding a cold one.
1: You're holding a cold one already, man. <laughs> welcome to uh, the You Dangle did podcast. a cold open
0: already, man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> welcome back to the Dangle Podcast. This here weekly King of the Hill podcast, where I'm Mark and my good buddy. Johnny. We take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic King of the Hill and talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows. We see if it still holds up, we slap with our patented rating system, we bitch about how much we hate it, and then we talk about how sad we are that we're under our what now, John 4th episode before this project is completed?
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, And That reminds me that I need to go and get my uh, my whiskey here at the intermission, so excellent. Who knows, maybe I'll make a Boilermaker out of this thing.
0: Oh, God, a coal spoiler maker.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I, I don't know if you heard
0: that. I kind of threw up in my mouth. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, well, when I tell you that it's a rosé whiskey, or at least that's how it's billed, that's going to make it even worse. Everybody, we are, uh, we're talking about episode 253, Uh-Oh, Canada Today, uh, original air date May 17th, 2009. This is written by Jerry Collins. Mark, Jerry Collins wrote exactly one other King of the Hill episode. What was it?
0: It was square footed monster, and I liked it. I think you liked it. Like we said, good things about it.
1: Yeah, I I don't. I, I either thought it was mediocre on the on a, on a better scale or mediocre on a not better scale. But I remember it wasn't like a absolute hate or absolute love.
0: Well, we but we, it was a double B King. So oh, you know, okay.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, that's not
0: bad. Yeah, but so that's why I say, like, if it's a double view king, we like it, but we don't like it enough to make it a Char King, but we don't like it enough to call it a two-tane either, so, you know.
1: Exactly. There's no way it's an Imperial, so we, neither of us were going to give it a Char King. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, Square Footed uh, Monster. Okay. Well, we'll let's, let's see how this yeah. one rank, ranks above it. Um, Our cast of characters this week we have Hank Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotry, Boom Introductions of Gordon Maureen and Ollie Huskins. Huskins, they're Huskins, don't you know? Uh, Suzette. Hus- Huskins, yeah. uh L- Lucky Klein Schmidt, Luanne Platter, Gracie Klein Schmidt, Super News and Pone, Buck Strickland, J.J. Womack, and then non-speaking roles that you can see them at the uh, at Hank's Rager, Nancy Gribble, Enrique, Joe Jack, Maria Montalvo, and Melinda. Um, would you like our guest stars this episode, Mark?
0: Yes, please.
1: All right. Uh, Suzette is played by a woman named Lori Nassau. Uh, she was okay. in like the only thing of note that I saw that she was in, cause she's not just kind of on and off stuff. She's in the comedy scene. She was doing some stuff for SNL, like a little bit arts. Uh, but she was involved in the Beavis and Butthead 2011 reboot as quite a few characters. She's in like half those episodes so uh, okay. i thought that was kind of okay. cool um gordon huskins maureen huskins like they that is uh some of our our standbys um it wasn't anybody of note but jj womack was and I, I, he's like he was a guy that when i pulled up his picture i'm like i've seen you a million times why do i fucking know your face and he's like in a single episode of this and a single episode of that um So look up the name Jerry Lambert, L-A-M-B-E-R-T. I want to see if you recognize this guy, too. But lucky you, you may not.
0: Yeah, I don't think I do. I'm looking at his page right now.
1: Blonde guy, square head.
0: Yeah, looks like a skinny Philip Seymour Hoffman.
1: A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, But he probably makes better movies. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: Jerry <laughs> Lambert, the, the, reason you don't, fired. <laughs> the reason you don't know Jerry Lambert, Mark, is because when was the last time you had uh TV with ads?
0: Uh, a decade at this point.
1: Yeah. He's the Geico guy. He's one of the Geico spokesmen. He like does back and forths with the fucking Geico lizard and shit like that. But he's been the Geico guy oh. forever.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So Okay. anyway, he's part of the JJ problem. Womack, gotcha. Jerry Lambert. He's everybody He's Arlen's best DUI attorney. He's their answer to Lionel Hutz. <laughs> um Synopsis for this episode. <laughs> he's He's not. Sorry, just
0: tagging in here. He's not Ms. Liz's attorney, right?
1: No, he is not.
0: In is um K. Okay. But that's also a fat white guy, right?
1: Yes. Yes, a very large okay. southern uh, southern dandy, if you will.
0: Yeah, I could not remember, and I wasn't about to go look it up, because this episode made me so mad that I just didn't want to give it any extra time. And I sent you my notes page. I gave it too much time. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, <that's, laughs> um, this is good. Yeah. Lots of talking points this episode.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so synopsis, then, boom, how... Oh, go ahead. Well, did you
0: mention that um Phil Hendry is a uh, Gordon?
1: No, I did not. I did not. Yeah, um, Phil like Hendry is Gordon. It's... I, so I knew, like, He's Maureen around. is somebody we've already heard. Uh, Ollie Huskins is Pamela Adlin. like is like, okay, cool. Um, the only, yeah, I, I got the two on this episode that were not series regulars at this point. Uh, synopsis, Boomhauer goes away for the summer and leaves the guys with some new neighbors. They may not be d but I reckon they're the nicest hosers in Arlen. Uh, a story characters, Hank, Peggy, and the Huskins. Uh, B story characters, Boomhauer and Suzette. Um, I'm going to give this a full-on... full, full on, Like, it's technically tangential to A. It's a it is it is an A sub-1, but it's a, it's enough of its own B story that it doesn't fucking count, right? Yeah. Cool. I'm giving well, I don't know. I
0: stats. So I had the note that I wish that when we said Uh-Oh Canada, that Boomhauer was the A plot, and the Hills having a bad time was the B plot. I just...
1: I When's the last time the we saw a
0: Boomhauer episode? Like, it's been seasons, dude, since Dangle, Love, and or Patch Boot, Like, a year since Patch yeah. Boomhauer, almost. Like, better than a year at this point. Like,
1: Yeah. And that's like four in King of the Hill Dangle podcast years. Yeah. I gotta start thinking of them like dog years. One year for us is seven years for them. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyway, anyway, yes. buddy, let's uh, let's get into some notes. Uh, I'm kind of afraid to ask you about your notes. I also have a shitload in here too, so we'll have to we'll have to fire on through. Hopefully, we got some that are the I, same.
0: I say we treat this like another thing we're doing, and we kind of back and forth it at each other a little bit. You know what I mean? Deal. Yeah. Because I imagine there will be plenty of overlap in here. Um. Also, Patch Boomhauer came out January 20th, 2023, so literally a year ago from the day that we were recording this, minus one day. Wow. Literally, <laughs> listeners, we were recording this on Monday morning, the 22nd of January, 24. Holy shit. <laughs> exactly one year. Okay, aspect ratio is still fucked. I sent you photographic evidence you of that. And then next episode, it was back to normal. So I, this one and the last two, I don't know. It was just those three. I don't know. It was weird. Um, um, Okay, so I had to look something up. Um, Canada did not dismantle its Navy. It still has 12 frigates, 12 coastal defense vessels, eight patrol boats, um, 8,400 regular enlisted, and 4,100 reservists. So there is a Canadian Navy. No, it's not as big swinging dick as America, but what are you going to fucking do, patrol the icebergs?
1: <laughs> it's exactly exactly uh well speaking, of i mean ice.
0: Patrolling... that's bigger than most of my Civ games so can right? doing better than i am
1: uh speaking of pa- uh patrolling ice uh mark when did we last get a cold open like i don't remember the last time a cold open
0: i have no idea i was gonna like i thought about going back and trying to look and think but like it, it's been dude it's been so long like yeah it, it, it wouldn't be worth it you know what i mean
1: it, well, yeah, I think you and I, we, we go end up going all the way back, like, you and I would just be mass restarting episodes for full seasons till we found one, and then uh-huh. we'd get upset that we spent a half an hour doing just that, fucking up our Hulu slash Plex cues, respectively. Like, yeah. So I I just, I know it's yeah. been a long fucking time. Um, but also, I'm also very sad that there's some continuity that got missed here. Okay. How hard would it be to use this sing- simple two-word phrase to describe their outdoor set? Gatsby collection. Gatsby collection. <laughs> like, God damn it! it's two fucking words, and I would have been so happy.
0: <laughs> Where did the Gatsby collection come from? It's um, something with a credit card or something, right?
1: It's yes. It's they end the up roller just getting derby. The
0: chair. Roller derby. There you go.
1: It's roller. Wow. It's, okay. Yes, the Arlen roller derby one, and the it, uh, the Gatsby collection. And yeah, like Peggy wants to just get them. He wants to get Hank a piece every week, and she's gonna use yeah. her roller derby winnings to do so to help Luann get out of debt. Like, but come on, man, that wasn't that long ago. That's still in the zeitgeist. Just. Throw us are us like perspective or or not perspective uh constant watchers of bone. I want the Gatsby collection. What else you got?
0: <laughs> the Gatsby. <laughs> okay, so okay, so the opening here. The guys in the hardware store. The opening here is the most king of the hilliest opening we've had like i i remember not liking this episode and then i saw this opening and like i was renewed with like a new sense of hope i'm like look at look they're hitting these notes though they're they're at the hardware store like hank is admiring outdoor furniture like and then the guys are with them because of course they are and they find the kegerator and it it works so well right yeah and then the credits start um and then it just completely jumps the shark. Like we're suddenly back in the alley. We're all standing together, and boom, Howard goes, "Oh yeah, I'm not going to be around." And then there's a taxi there, just fucking right there waiting for him. Um, and then just from then on in, as soon as as soon as the, as soon as the episode starts proper, this episode fucking sucks. Like on my end, I'm just I'm saying I don't like it. Um, it jumps. It just I don't know. There's two acid trip flags. Why? It sure sure it feels like king of the hill. I know that we've we've seen this happen before where like they'll make a point and like they'll backtrack it with, you know, America the beautiful or something. But like it happens twice and the second time is like literally for two cuts like yeah. Sorry as as an editor, that's a waste of resources and time. <laughs> like <laughs> right. You know, that that's as useless as the sound cue I put in right here. Well, I've got a sense of humor. I laugh, I laugh at Tony Danza. 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 All right. It didn't do anything, but I'm making a point with it. So I guess it did prove a point, just like Peggy's stupid fucking flag. This episode <laughs> Hang on. If you don't
1: put in fucking so... cowbell, I'm going to be really upset.
0: Oh, I bet I just put it in the whole time there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm gonna track down a clip of you going boggle, boggle. boggle. <laughs> I can steal shit again, so I'm just going insane. Um, this episode, this okay. So what what episode is this for us? You're but you've been keeping track of it. It's like 120, right? Uh, 130? for
1: you and I, this would be yeah, 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 yeah. 124.
0: Okay, 124. So in a hundred and we'll call it 23 episodes. More or less, I've posed a central through-line. Maybe it's the hills that are the shitty neighbors. Yes. And you know... Johnny, maybe it's the hills that are the shitty neighbors. Maybe. Maybe. Like, I've talked a lot about, like, you know, how does this look to the other people there? You know, like, this woman is wrestling her kid. You know, there's this crazy dude just mowing mud. Like, I so many episodes the hey the fat kid and his hot sister are getting married what the fuck's going on i don't know like so <laughs> all this time i've been like as an outside observer to the hills you know and i'm like well, i wonder what anybody else on rainy street thinks and we get this outside influence and literally what's the thing that peggy doesn't like about him what's the thing that kicks off our hornet's nest of distrust well, they don't want my shitty vermont maple syrup Oh. Right. Oh, fuck you. That's there Okay, I'm sorry, dude. Like uh, Okay.
1: Also, try, how like much, how Peggy drastically sh- different is that?
0: Well, so okay, so here's my here's my here's my thought here. Let's say that this was a this was different. Let's say that like Boomhauer traded for a condo in Cabo, right? And the Mexican family came in and Peggy goes, "And this is authentic New Mexican cuisine from Taco Bell." Like it's just <laughs> You can't like America splain maple syrup to the goddamn Canadians. You just can't fucking do it. The same way that you wouldn't like show a Mex- or show a dude from Mexico Taco Bell and say that it's like you-, you know what I mean. Like you just don't do it. You just it's 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 raw hubris in its own way. And like God, I just I hate it. You say something. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good.
1: Um. Well, first off, I think I'd like to say I would absolutely do a house swap like this, especially for three months if I was in Boomhauer's situation, right? Um, Hell yeah. You're a swinging bachelor. You've got three months of vacation built up from your job as a redacted, uh, because I still haven't said what he is in 124 episodes, Mark. I also have never once called him by his actual name. Um but anyway uh you you got no plat no pets no real big family concerns you have three months to just burn wherever the fuck you feel like oh yeah i'd rent my house out i'd be like cool my neighbors that i'm super tight with they're gonna make sure my shit doesn't get like wrecked i can totally do this uh so i think that's a that's a kind of a cool idea and it's a smart choice for the writers to do it with that character right oh how do you get somebody new into the alley Well, you send fucking Boomhauer away because the dude is barely in this show at all anymore. Like, I think we've heard one word out of him. I was just going to (laughs) say. I was Um, just going to say, man. Like, (laughs) That's a hell of a plot device, though. Like, oh, that's right. No, he is still around. He just never talks. But, oh, he's not going to be around this week. And now we get Canadians instead. I had to look up what a Chesterfield was. And it's just a fucking weird way that Canadians, like, say sofa. <laughs> we're, um, we're real mean to Canadians this week, like I maybe uh so uh, every time I think the Canadians are being shitty at least up to a certain point, then they go and say something super shitty back, and so it's like a like a tet for tete so I'm gonna challenge you a little bit at least in the beginning here of okay. okay, the hills are shitty shitty people, yes, but the Canadians also don't have to say some of the shit back. You know, it's oh, like you're, you're adding. To be sure, yeah. Like you're adding fuel to the fire. Um, oh god, uh, there's a very good Hank Hill like analogy here, and it's like you you don't put more stress on a a structure that wasn't structurally sound to begin with. And that's what I feel like they're doing right. when they're slinging shit back onto the hills about America. Um, the the maple syrup thing, I'm a hundred percent with you because yeah, as much as I I am going to be the asshole ignorant person here and say. Vermont maple syrup is probably the exact fucking same as the shit from Canada. They're right goddamn next to each other. will <laughs> probably. probably very fucking similar. Um, so they shouldn't have been dickheads about it. They should have just taken it and been nice. But then they turn around and they talk about how boring four down football is. And I'm like, um, fuck you. Some of the coolest shit happens on fourth down. Like, absolutely not. So like, okay, you guys are, you're giving your tit for tat. So I don't know. I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I guess next... like
0: cuz they're taking the piss out of each other right but like it's yeah. an exchange it's a give and take I just sorry I totally cut you off keep going I'm
1: sorry No well, no I was going to talk about how the next one is my was my opening question of Molson, Molson or Coors which is better but um really I I think if it was anybody but Hank Hill they wouldn't take this quite so seriously if it's Bill Bill's not going to hear this and think they're being hoity toity because Bill's just fucking happy someone's talking to him but he's not going to get all pissed. Bill's off Bill's going to get a because boner because he
0: learns that fucking trees make delicious goo in Canada, and going to like try and transfer up to Canada. Like that's what's yes. going to happen to Bill. He's going to say, yeah. "Well,
1: I'm already half walrus anyway. It's a perfect fit." Um,
0: <laughs> god, I would have watched Bill pant loading around Canada. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Uh, Mark, Hank, they've a got a action... thing called poutine. <laughs> there's a live action version of that. It's called Letterkenny, and his name is Squirrely Dan. Um, No, <laughs> not no,
0: no. <laughs> Two, no, night and day, vastly different characters, only united by the size of their bodies and the amount of hair on aforementioned bodies.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're
0: fine. Squirrely Dan is the embodiment of confidence and, you know, decency versus Bill Dotrieve is the embodiment of pant He's literally the avatar of pant load. Even at his best, he still isn't like a normal human level.
1: I was going for the low hanging fruit, but thank you for correcting me. I know.
0: (laughs) Um... I'm just, you know, like I don't come down on stances very well. Okay. That's not true at all, but (laughs) I, I don't. Let me rephrase this. I don't tend to care about what our listeners think, but I will be goddamned if we take any heat on this show because we misrepresented Letterkenny, which almost got done, but I'm pretty sure there's like 30 Letterkenny podcasts out there at the time of recording this, so it just wouldn't make any sense to do that. Yeah.
1: I'm also really sad. I'm not screaming
0: into a windstorm.
1: Sidebar, they only Mm. have one more season left, and I'm very sad about it.
0: I think that's great. Have you watched Shorzy? I have not yet. I want more Shorezy. I I would I would be honest. Like we could I haven't watched the last season of Letterkenny yet, because uh, mm. Amanda doesn't I don't know. Amanda's not ready. I don't know. But like um we've been watching Shorezy, dude. It is so good. Excellent. Like a little a little tighter and a little bit smarter than Letterkenny is, and I prefer it. But yeah.
1: Okay. Um yeah. I've only got uh, Anyway, couple...
0: sorry. Back at the King of the Hill.
1: As uh, I say, I've only got a couple more notes here, and then I'll let you finish rattling off yours. Um, we've got two music cues in this episode that I could identify. The first one is Hank's Rager. They're listening to Whiskey Rock-A-Roller by Leonard Skinner. Uh, it's, two, it's We're yep. going to have two episodes in a row where we get a Skinner line, uh, so they're making bank this season. And then we also, at the very end, right before the credits, have Only in America by one Brooks and Dunn thanks for scoot, and boogie. Now, uh, go eat your Apple Brown Betty. Well, my last one, <laughs> which I thought was very fun, and I, I don't know if it's a joke, but I'm gonna see I'm gonna take it as a joke because you and I are okay. King of the Hill fanatics. Uh, we are the comic book guys of this show. Uh, do you find yes, it funny are. that Boomhauer speaks French, which he likely learned from Bill and does not have his speech impediment when he's speaking a foreign language?
0: Yes and no, because I'm pretty sure it's harder to keep an accent with a foreign language, right?
1: I mean, it, if it you're could
0: fluid. Be. or not, not an accent, but I don't know what you call that. Like, what do you call it—the way you speak, like your cadence? I, I don't know what you call it. cadence. Thank you. Yeah, like I don't know. I wonder. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh note note to Johnny and note to note to mark uh if please send me this and i will see if i can if i can figure this out i have a buddy who speaks fluent french who is also a tremendous king of the hill fan i will see if i can get him to try and do his best boomhauer impression his best boomhauer cadence in french so that you and i can listen to it because i am very fucking curious as to what that would sound like <laughs>
0: Or you know what? Maybe we're overthinking this, and it's just the and maybe it is the joke, like with um, um, um blue grass is always greener when he just has the beautiful singing voice.
1: Exactly. Well, and I, I like guess yeah. I love it. I love that they somebody thought that through, and they they went well, feasibly, yeah, he could have learned French. Uh, I mean, Boomhauer is a he's a very worldly person. He's got a lot of weird ho- hobbies and shit and habits. But uh, who does he hang out with? A fuck ton. A dude that speaks fluent French, Bill like it's cajun french yes but that can't be much fucking different than uh uh i don't know what's what's the fucking place French? Uh, quebec
0: oh yeah yeah quebec yeah 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 yeah
1: <laughs> sorry For, can, french canadian um I was, I no you remember you're how, good. how they say quebec no anyway. see my okay
0: so my problem is is number 1 great fishing in quebec um <laughs> But I, my brain is still on Letterkenny, and you keep saying words, and I just want to reference them, so... Yes,
1: well, no, and that's why I said Quebec the way I did.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just couldn't remember the rest of the line. Did
0: you ever notice how when French people are done talking, they always end it with a... <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, oh, listeners, do you want me and Johnny to do, like, Letterkenny season one? You let us know, because...
1: I, I, I would know. definitely do. We, Mark and I can. We can tell you what. What Mark and I can offer you guys is a mini series where we go over our like five or six favorite episodes of Letterkenny. That way it's only three episodes. And if you don't want to fucking hear any more of it, then you only got three episodes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, those are my notes. B- yeah.
0: If we weren't on a newly placed timetable, I would suggest maybe doing like four palate cleansing mini series of like eight episodes each, but. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Most mostly because John Carpenter has been a kinda cool breath of fresh air for Show the Kids because we're so fucking sick of John Carpenter at this point that like when we start <laughs> our war season, everything is just gonna be like coming up millhouse.
1: You're gonna be so fucking stoked to not see John Carpenter for a long time. <laughs>
0: I hear one more synthesizer. I'm kicking an ass, man. I swear to God. All right. Um. Anyway, back at the ranch for the last fucking time. I miss our outside furniture. Remember the beautiful outside furniture we had on the... Or, you know, that I had, we had tangentially at the place on Poncha? You were there yeah. a lot, so I call it ours. God, that was great. Remember all the great outdoor furniture Josh and Christine had at their place? God, that was yeah. great. I just miss sitting outdoors with friends, but having a cushion under my ass. Like... It's, oh, it's, it's kind of hard to I, move
1: your love sack out onto your, your, your porch. Cause your porch is not very small and your love sack is, let's just say girthy.
0: Yes. And it's also, I don't think my porch is rated for that much weight.
1: Oh fuck. No, no way. Your, your porch. I'm kind of <laughs> terrified every time I walk out onto your porch. I always think it I might know. be the last step I ever take.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, sketchy. Um, so finally, outside furniture, already talked about that. One of these days when I make a logo and all our shit is together and Mark launches a website and we're getting paid for this shit, we are going to have custom made fucking high hammock radio beer mugs. Damn it. And we're going to drink out of them every episode and we're going to drink out of more together and it's going to be great. And then finally, Maureen calls Boomhauer Jeff when he shows back up. Does she? Yes, she does. She so when he when he gets back into town he rolls up in the taxi and she goes, "Jeff, oh my god, you're back. I didn't realize Holy it was the 15th."
1: shit, she does.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it makes sense. It makes 100% sense. Why would these people call him Boomhauer? Like Yeah. So, of course he he met these people and introduced himself as, you know, Jeff Boomhauer, but there you go. So yeah. this is the first episode of King of the Hill where we reveal Boomhauer's real name, I believe.
1: It is. Well, and technically, we would find it out in the next premiered episode, but it's not the ones we're, the one we're going to cover. Because the last four episodes were done out of sequence, and the next one, co- technically, in the, the docket here, is the finale. Right. So, holy shit. That is a killer fucking cult, dude. Like... Hot damn, I'm going onto the wiki right now. You keep going through your notes. I want to see if they fucking call it out. Because if not, guess sure. what's getting edited right fucking now.
0: Goddamn right, baby. Um, You already hit it. We've got our first Sound Cue in Seasons. You pointed out Leonard Skinnerd and then also Brooks and Dunn, so my job here is redundant. And um, those were the end of my notes, so I'm just going to sit here and vamp for a minute. Um, I don't know. It would have been cooler to watch Bill be fat in Canada. I would have liked to see the entire thirteenth season just be this—just Boomhauer's in Canada. He hasn't been around that much anyway, so he's up there. He comes back every couple weeks to check on the place. I don't care. Um, one episode he goes lumberjack, and one episode he thinks he sees Bigfoot, something like that. That'd be cool to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. So I didn't know if you were gonna in, like interject or if you were like busy reading there. Oh no, I'm. I'm um, they
1: literally don't call it out, and I'm, call, I'm fucking writing it in now.
0: Hell yeah, so I'm just going to keep talking. I'll probably edit most of this shit out. Um, I always wonder if I could talk for 30 minutes at a time. Just just talk. Just see how long I can talk extemporaneously about anything without, like, stopping and going, yeah, I just, and I know that that just happened when I did that there, but that was me citing an example. I think if I was going to talk for 30 minutes, the first thing I'd talk about is lake monsters, because for whatever fucking reason, they're, like, always just so prevalent in my brain, and I hate it. I wish that I could think about anything else. I wish I could look at a body of water and not, like, try and judge the, like, depth and possibility of a possible lake monster infestation and what type of lake monster it would be, depending on, you know, serpent and or water horse and or plesiosaur. But goddamn, man, like, the possibilities are endless and the mind does reel and quail at such things. I don't know. Really are you done yet? I'm of, fucking sick of I'm talking. <laughs> that no, was a minute so 30 and I would fucking petered out. <laughs> it,
1: is, it is astounding that you do not have thalassophobia with as much as you fucking think about this. Yeah, I believe it.
0: Anyway, back at your notes.
1: All right. Uh, I think we're to pros and cons. Then if you're done with notes, yeah, you don't have any other ones. No, I'm I'm good. That's my yeah. That's good. Uh, I'm gonna jump. Oh uh, yeah, but lay down the pros. Um. So let's see here. The okay, America as the world's welcome. Matt, uh, Peggy's line there. I think that's a super yes. cool sentiment to how we as a country used to present ourselves. Uh, that's the America yes. that you and I grew up in, right? The hey, we're the land of opportunity. We're the the everybody's melting pot. We love ha- having people come and visit us. We like being uh the representation for the the smaller countries that don't get a fucking say in the world. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's all fucking sunshines and rainbows. That's how I remember growing up. And lately, like the last probably fifteen years or so everybody not just yeah. america every fucking country's been super xenophobic and super isolationist and very laissez faire and like nope fuck you if you didn't originate in your mother country then we don't want you here like it's just very very interesting to see like this is uh, this is like a relic this is a very good time capsule of where we were uh this would have been right as Barack Obama was in office like his first 6 months in office when this episode came yeah. out so just, it was, it's well, very, very interesting. It is, and I looked it up too.
0: Like, at this time, America and Canada had friendly relations. Like,
1: oh, well, I'm sure they didn't. No, no, yeah, I don't but like, the last I wonder, we like, were if, shitty with each other,
0: yeah. But I also, I don't know, I remember like Freedom Fries and 911 and shit, and like, we hated the French and decried them, and like, they became like the butt of the joke in American media, and I. I don't know. I don't have time to go back and track how long we've been mean to Canadians. But, like, I can even tell you that, like, Two Wizards gets a little mean sometimes. Like, not mean, we're just... But, you know, like... We're watching How I Met Your Mother, and that's supposed to be two thousand nine. They're real mean to Robin for being Canadian. It's kind of funny, oh, like they make the reoccurring oh, joke that all yeah. Canadians are afraid of the dark. Like, I, so my point with all this is, I wonder <laughs> why we are so mean to Canada, and I don't really care because you got to pick on somebody, and if they're white, it's a lot easier to pick on them because you know making fun of Mexicans is racist. And who's our other neighbor? Yeah. Well, them. Yeah. So like, you got to pick on somebody. So I guess it's all right. But like, I also want to loop back to what you are saying, like. Man, I really miss the idea that America was, like, the welcome mat to the world, but then also, like, this great experimental melting pot where, like, people could come from whatever for a better life and, like, strike out and, like, make that life. And, yeah, it's problematic and shit, but, like, you know, even in the 1900s, man, like, I don't know, like, I get it. The foreigners came and took all our jobs and now we're afraid of them, but, like... Yeah, there's I don't know. I forget who said it, but, you know, uh, borders represent a failing of humanity. This is 2023, man. I really had hoped that, like, fucking 2, 2000 years. Man. Fuck you. I really had hoped that by this point, <laughs> like, <laughs> would, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm now I'm just sad. Now I'm just fucking depressed. I'm just going to drink some more
1: beer. Give me more pros. OK, I got more here. I got more here. Anyway, like this is a cool time capsule. Um, Guys, let's go back yeah. to that. That's good. Um, Please and thank we, you. We have a we have a consistency here that I I noticed. Um, Mark, how many how many old women has Hank gotten shitty with in the period of this this show? We have uh, Party Island. We have Mrs. Wakefield. Mrs. Wakefield. Okay,
0: so okay, so wait, 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 wait. Okay, so Party Island was like five.
1: Yep. Wakefield four. is six. Yeah, four.
0: Four. Yep. Yep. Wakefield is six. Yep. Okay.
1: Um. We have Junie Harper. Um, She's fucking old.
0: Yeah, she counts as three. Okay. Because she's such a fucking bitch. Um, Yeah, Hank doesn't like old ladies.
1: No, he really doesn't. He 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 doesn't like them so much He made the one move. Yeah, exactly. When one can't cape up her her yard work, does he offer to clean it up? No. He got her to move. that, That was so fucked up, but so on point for me. I'm like, yeah, Hank really doesn't like old women in this show. They're making that a fucking through line, and I'm into it. Um...
0: See, okay. I flagged that as a con because I was like, "What a shitty thing! Like, that's so out of character for Hank." But then you're, you're right, dude. Hank just hates old women, <laughs> just, like, and her he not doing do the, the the lawn was like the final stro- or was like the excuse to break the camel's back. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: he just doesn't do old women, man. It's that's what it is. It's that they do not mesh well with him. He liked Pops well enough, but Pops was a, like an, an old single widower. Yeah. So I'm sure it was buddies uh, my- with the shut in. yeah my last one here is um, I really I I appreciate so they they have the whole like kegerator setup scene and Hank is talking about like this is going to be our summer and we're going to enjoy it and it's going to be fantastic and he even gives uh, our our Canadian friend Boomhauer's glass he's like you're going to be our Boomhauer you know while he's not here we'd be happy to have you take his place for at least uh, hold his place for him all that sort of shit that's not what gets me What gets me is he made custom glasses, custom frosty mugs that are always there for him, his three best friends, Dale, Bill, and Boomhauer. He also made one for Lucky and he made one for Khan. He doesn't leave anyone out. Basically, if you've had a beer with Hank Hill, you get a fucking frosty glass at his kegerator. And that is cool as shit to me. It's basically saying, yeah. hey, I, I'm I here. If you need a beer, whether I really, if I like you or not, because let's be honest, nine times out of ten, he and Con are not fucking friends.
0: Are you saying that um, most of the beers that Hank pours Con are mostly head?
1: Probably. You're going to get <laughs> nothing but foam.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, I'm I appreciate sorry. that. We haven't had a Simpsons
0: took, reference yet. I'm sorry. You're good.
1: It, it also took me until... This watch of this episode uh, to notice that he does a cutout of the Alamo in the background. Yeah, I didn't. I had never noticed that that his little like custom kegerator uh, beer bar, if you will, has got a custom Alamo cutout in the back. And I don't know if that's just for the beer or for the fact that it's Texas or for both, because goddamn Hank Hale would absolutely put the Alamo on his house, given the opportunity. Okay. But, no, I, I really, that also, like, I'm hitting pros here that are, their consistency marks, right? Um, Hank not liking old women. That's consistent. Hank basically saying, hey, if you're not, even if you're a giant piece of shit, I'm willing to, to split a beer with you and be a decent human. Yep, that's consistent. There's a lot of really good shit here. Um, with the exception okay. of him drinking and okay. driving. That's not very consistent, but... Anyway, that's- Fuck you, not it's not
0: drinking- No, 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 no. Point of order here. Number- Okay, okay, okay. Let's just- Let's just take a fucking beat here. Because I had a pause here where I got really upset. I may, It might have also been- No, this is the next episode, but I get a chance- I'll talk about that when I get to there, but I also want to call back to a certain idea here. Um, number one, they're- Okay, yeah, they're drinking. They're fucking lawnmowers. Number one, big who cares. Number two, um, hey, Johnny, do you remember, like, the greatest episode of King of the Hill, uh, 12- Darn Angry Men. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, um, do you remember, like, the reason that Boomhauer was swayed to not endorse the new mower?
1: Yeah, he liked to keep his dang old beer in between his legs.
0: Yes, exactly. Wait, 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 wait. You mean that that Jeff Boomhauer, the redacted, redacted, was drinking and driving on a lawnmower? Oh, fuck you, it's so weak. But then, so my point here is that when people say they want the reboot this is what the reboot's gonna be because hank isn't allowed to act like fucking hank hill anymore and suddenly we're going to be called on all of our bullshit and so hank is gonna get a dui and peggy's gonna get an assault charge and joseph is gonna get a fucking sexual harassment charge and dale is going to be shot under the terror or under the patriot act (laughs) like this is what happens when you meet reality and like Oh, I hate it so much. Like we took a show that just let us yes and and be silly, and suddenly you get rules and consequences, shenanigans. Says I. Yeah. And also, it's a fucking lawnmower. It's not the <laughs> scene in Mad Men where they drove over the over the guys. I'm just saying. Like, there's worse. Shit. I, you know, buddy. <laughs> okay. Buddy, give me your
1: pros because we're getting into cons, and we don't need to do that until we get through your pros pros, a long time ago,
0: you and I did a mailbag episode, and when we did that, you had asked me, is there anything in the email? And I said, no, there's not. There was. There was an email from our dear listener, friend of the show, Nick, and one of the questions on there was, where did you get the name High Hammock Radio from, or where did you get the name High Hammock from? And we didn't answer that question. And I feel bad about that, because Nick took the time to write out a bunch of questions for us that we just ended up ignoring because I didn't see him in the email because it was all just Podbean receipts and just ads at the ass because I use the Dangle Podcast Gmail as a dump site sometimes. But right. Or, you know, it's like a junk mail because no one talks to us. Like, to that end, um, we're talking about hammocks in the beginning. Hammocks rock. So, Nick, this one goes <laughs> out to you. We're called High Hammock Studios slash radio because in college I strung a hammock between... The, the 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 crossboards on my deck. Probably why my deck is so like weak now because my Bucked fat up, ass laid in yeah. it for three years of college. Um, but we're on the third floor. We were like, so at any given moment, I was like the highest levitating person in my town. It was the cool feeling, and that's where high hammock came from. And all that is to say that dude hammocks fucking rock. Like Dale needs to get a hammock. He would be so much happier. Um, You know what else rocks and is a total waste of money, but great when you can get it, is a kegerator. Oh, my God. We are going to get our embezzled beer mugs with the High Hammock Radio logo and name, and we're going to pour it out of—excuse me, i got the hiccups here. We're going to pour it out of a kegerator that only pours good beer. I don't know what that is, but that's what we're going to do. Um, Pro of continuity, Boomhauer's waterbed, but also— Yes. Ew, <laughs> they're sleeping on Boomhauer's waterbed. Oh.
1: Yeah, it's not mostly water anymore. <laughs>
0: Yep, and then finally, um I thought the last appearance of this cat was what happens at the National Propane Convention in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, so at the did National I. Propane Convention in Nashville, Tennessee, but Buck Strickland walking in, multiple DUI, ain't got no license no more, Buck Strickland <laughs> rolls in with his attorney. Welcome, Welcome to, the, to club. the club, son. <laughs> so good. <laughs> he embraces him. This this is the moment in King of the Hill when Hank Hill and Buck Strickland are literal equals. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> They're like Dick brothers at this point, and that's weird. They
0: they have they have eaten from the same bowl of soup. Cream of DWI. Ah, uh, Johnny, <laughs> what are your notes?
1: Uh so we'll get to my cons. Yes, I do not believe for one second that Hank doesn't like hockey. Because it's a full-contact sport, and everybody knows that Hank Hill appreciates full-contact sports that take skill. Hockey is fucking hard, it's entertaining as shit to watch, and damn if it's not violent in all the right fucking ways. Um, mm-hmm. I just, because he makes some comment to Boomhauer, like, don't come back liking hockey. Now, if he had said, don't come back liking hockey more than football, that's, accept- that's an acceptable line. But, just not liking right. hockey? Nope, don't buy it. Don't buy it even a little bit. Uh, With that being said, do you think he's a Stars fan, Mark, because he's in Dallas or close to Dallas? Or do you think he would go for a different team?
0: Uh, I don't know. 2009, I don't remember what hockey was doing that I I just very recently got into it. I would imagine, though, he'd probably be a Stars kind of fan, right? I don't know.
1: I could see Stars. I could also see the Predators. I know he likes, like, Nashville and stuff like that. I was just going to
0: say Nashville, maybe,
1: but... maybe. Obviously not Maybe. gonna be a Sabers or an Islanders fan. Like, you can't do with those New Yorkers, <laughs> and nobody from California. So sorry, Kings. Sorry, Ducks. You're out. Um. Anyway, Fuck we're not you, talking Vegas. hockey here.
0: <laughs> god, I talk some hockey, dude. Fucking Toronto's looking real good this year. I'm. It's I'm in.
1: Fucking. I'm. Dude. I only ever and then, followed the Oh Adler, my god. Who was, was it?
0: god damn uh did you see the fucking bruins just beat just kick the shit out of them um, the canadians uh nine to they four kick, like three they days ago the shit
1: out of they kicked the shit out of the avalanche like two days ago
0: did they, i didn't see, i didn't see that one i just nine points in a fucking game is yeah oh no, boy that's like that you know when the raiders beat the broncos 70 points <sighs> who that'd
1: be embarrassing that was the dolphins thank you the dolphins <laughs> and no the I, bruins I just the wanted Br- to make sure you knew too <laughs> fucker. Uh the Bruins beat the Avs like it was like 6 to 2 or something but one of their players had a hat trick. I'm like god damn it. Anytime somebody has yeah. a hat trick, you know it's a fucking blowout. Like Jesus.
0: I, uh, anyway, so I like Boston. I don't mind saying so.
1: <laughs> no, I like yes. I don't I can't talk shit on the Bruins. I I've got a soft spot for the Penguins. I love the Avs um and pretty much I will always root for a Canadian team. If it's a Canadian team in the fucking finals and it's not one of my other teams like Canada should win. They're fucking better at the game than us. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, last, or n- not last con, next con. Uh, why does Lucky need a- any lines in this episode, let alone the single one about, I, d- I only ever drank beer from cans. I didn't know it was yellow. Doesn't need to be there.
0: Because we fucking seen him drinking in bars out of mugs. Fuck you, Lucky. you. <sighs> You know that he fucking pours beer in his Mountain Dew cups. I'm sorry. his like, you know, collector's edition from 7-Eleven Mountain Dew cups. Yeah. Yes. Like, ugh. yeah, a yeah. thousand percent. Yes.
1: Um, and my last con here is that they both. So they don't out and out tell them they get DUIs until after the fact. The guy says it's a DWAI, which is not the same. Yeah. Um, But they both with a point over a Oh, eight in uh, pretty much anywhere in the continental United States. I don't know if it's different for Alaska. They drink a shitload up there. Uh That's a DUI for both of them. And you know what, buddy? I'm going to disagree with you. If you get a DUI for riding your bicycle, you should also get one for riding a mower because you can do a lot more fucking damage on a mower.
0: So I'm just, okay. So my thought is like level of scaling. Let's say that you are drunk behind the wheel of a fully loaded semi and you crash into a, you know, building and you, you crash into a school and kill a hundred kids. That's real bad. Um, yes. You're behind the wheel of your pickup truck and or your sick-ass new convertible and you do the same thing and you kill like, I don't know, six kids maybe. That's still pretty bad. Oh, God. I got drunk on my lawnmower and I hit the curb and fell over and it cut off my leg. I'm the only one punished. Oh, no. And then also to that end, oh, no, my bicycle. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> Buddy, the only, the only constant in all of this is not the vehicle. It is the person that is operating it, and the same person that can operate a uh, a mower at a point oh eight is the same one that can operate a vehicle at point oh eight. That's the issue here. I no, love you. No, it's not, no,
0: it's no, it's the fucking, it's the fucking. What do you call that? The it's literally it's the vehicle. Like, I don't know. I knew a guy that got one riding a horse, and he maintained like he didn't get it, or he, so he maintained that it was like not an actual charge because the horse was a horse and it knew how to get home.
1: Yes. And that I will, I will agree with you on a horse is also a living creature, not a vehicle, but the
0: El Paso County judge said, no, you don't. And I bet he would have made him get a breathalyzer put on his horse too. My point is I just, (laughs) I I, I think, I think my point, I think my problem here is that in however many seasons, like sure, the cops will show up at the Hill house, but when did the cops ever do their fucking job? Uh, yet, like never. you know nobody came down on big Willie maybe, maybe that's it maybe maybe this is it maybe this officer response is literally years of crystallizing and trickling down into <laughs> the like overreaction of the cops in this i don't fucking know i just
1: <laughs> no you're good that's my last kids con, by don't by drink way. and you drive drink you
0: know like don't drink and drive kids that's the moral of the story but also if you want to drink a beer and mow your lawn fucking go crazy
1: a beer, yes. If you're gonna get point oh eight and fucking mow your lawn, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have issues with you because you're not gonna mow it straight.
0: I also just point an order, man. .08 on fucking Alamo beer, which I gotta assume is four point two. Like Gordon hits it when he goes, this isn't good for much more than going to the bathroom all night, eh? And it's like, hey, eh, yeah, probably. Like, I can, I can. I can confidently tell you in doing a month of nothing but PBR on two wizards, I have never peed more in my life. And my kidneys have never hurt more than just drinking PBR during two wizards. Like,
1: Yeah, that would that would be, that'd be understandable.
0: Anyway, moving on. We're on my con. I don't know. I get what you're saying, too. I just. Yes.
1: I know you're not getting shitty with me. This is my justification here. And I, I will always go to bat for the fact that if a human is .08, they shouldn't be driving anything. Not a bike, not yeah. a mower, not a car, not a truck. Yes, a thousand percent, but also, like, it's a
0: lawnmower. Calm down. You tell me that all the dudes <laughs> at the fucking lawnmower race were sober? Shenanigans.
1: This is this very true. Maybe if Hank didn't have such a terrible record with Arlen PD, I know, it's rigged against him, they would have let it slide.
0: I really thought that this was a Fred Willard cop, too, sidebar. I was, when that character model walked out of that I thought cruiser, he, I, I thought was, was 100%. Too. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what are your um, cons? A couple more pros here. Oh, oh, no, actually, that was it. Yeah, so we're... T- oh, no, wait, I'm sorry, my cons. Those are my pros, and it was Buck and his DUI club. Here we go. All right, I'm just going to rattle these off, because literally it's the entire half of my page. Fuck you, Peggy. Okay, that's it. Um, What are they called? What's their name? It's not the Gordons. Gordon's. Is- Gordon is the dad's name, but the family name is the Hoosiers. What's their name? Hosers? The
1: Hoosiers.
0: Uh, Huskins. 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 Thank you. Um, Why do the Huskins have to be racist, eh? Like, okay, so the Huskins have a pretty, I don't know what you call it. It's whatever racist to white people is. Uh, stereotypical, xenophobic, jingoistic, whatever. Accent, you know, the oh, sorry, you know, right? So we do that, right? That's the way that Americans think Canadians talk because of South Park. Yes, Good on you guys. You, you you did it. Like you guys made the cultural understanding. I'm so proud of you, fuckers. You and like <laughs> SNL in the a, SNL in the hey, 80s. Like it's got awesome.
1: Flapping head and beady eyes. That's how I know I can. I'm looking at a Canadian
0: <laughs> when he comes at you with his hockey stick or whatever. Yeah. Um. So they have that accent, but their neighbor Suzette has a Quebecois accent. And like, I'm sorry, I've watched enough fucking letter candy to know that the French Canadians don't get down into with the English Canadians, they stay separate, like, Quebec yes. keeps trying to secede, like, it's... I understand it, I like, you know, provincial territory, or, or provincial colonies, like, don't hold up, it's a thing, we we watched it happen a couple hundred years ago with Britain and America, and like, it just, it'll keep happening and shit, but like, as we rebel and shit, I don't understand it, but like, I get it, Canadians are either French or they're A, e, so Suzette has to be French, because it'd be weird, but also... I don't know. Whatever. I, I think it'd be just as funny to see her with like a super terrible like Newfoundland accent or something, and like you can't <laughs> he understand her or Boomhauer. Like that'd that be hilarious. Been pretty solid. I don't know. Anyway, um, you know that Alamo just sucks, dude. You just know that Alamo oh, beer is ass. Be We've been talking about it for 120 whatever episodes. I've been bitching about PBR and Coors for 120 Never whatever episodes. Never once have I like,
1: wanted an Alamo.
0: What's to try it. Like if I was it if I if you and I were like passing through Arlen, seeing Tenacious D on tour in Dallas, like I'd stop in Arlen and get a beer and some barbecue, sure. Like but I don't know. Would you stop at the barbecue um, hut? Probably Sugarfoots, but
1: <laughs> Well, okay.
0: <laughs> uh Hank and the cops, I just because the, the the initial interaction is stupid. You know what makes me mad is people who don't respect their neighbors. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I was writing as such shit. By the morning after the first night, I'm already out on this episode. I'm just, it's so jumped the sharky and it's so compounding and like it's literally. He doesn't like syrup. I like football. <laughs> like God, fuck you guys. Just all of it. Um, <laughs> get fucked, lucky. I never drank out of it. I didn't know beer could be yellow. Fuck you, it's the same color as your fucking teeth and your piss every morning, you Mountain Dew, swollen piece of shit. (laughs) Guys, Mark's a little tuned up today. Labatt's is amazing beer. I'd fucking stab somebody to get it consistently. Um spongy's teeth in the fucking prison cell is the worst thing i have ever seen but then when he starts crooning to fucking gordon he grew a whole brand new mouth so what happened did, Spo- <laughs> did spongy fucking learn the sage mode of regrow technique or regrow teeth technique i don't think so because next fucking episode when we see him he doesn't have all of them either god damn we're just so lazy and cut away and jumpy and there's a threat of continuity but they sacrifice everything for just dumb john like it's just so jumpy oh you're back oh we're going to sleep in the hills backyard you you ain't got 40 bucks for a fucking hotel the motel arlen what are they having another female lawyer convention no fuck this episode ha huh. Rounding out, finally, to Only in America, where I guarantee we blew our music budget because we didn't (laughs) spend it on writers for this fucking episode. All right. (laughs) Also, that fucking song's existence post-9-11 is such bullshit post-Iraq invasion, man. Because it isn't that anymore. Because that whole song is about fucking positivity and about how we all fucking can. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. The fucking melting pot tipped over and there's cheese on the floor and now we're in a sticky fucking situation. John, you talk to me. (laughs) Join us next week when I start a politics podcast, because I'm pretty sure I could affect a fucking political skew from this.
1: Possibly. Uh, Well, we are to our favorite moments, but before we do that, I would just like to say, I saw something on the the wiki today as I was doing some research that I think is worth addressing, right? Season 13 is our season of wrapping shit up. And the what I saw on the wiki that is never officially addressed, but probably because this was supposed to be like two episodes before the fucking end of the series is that Suzette is, in fact, now going to be Boomhauer's actual steady girlfriend, the one he settles down with. And I think you can make a good argument for this. I think you can. And here's my here's my argument for it, Mark. Boomhauer is known for his wines, dines, get the fuck out of my house the next day. I'm going to avoid the ice cream lady as much as I can. He does that with all but maybe what, two women in this show? The one he pines after and the one that he's always pined after that almost marries his brother.
2: Yeah, he does yeah, yeah, he
1: doesn't yeah, he doesn't pursue anything longer than uh a, let's say a week, unless it's something he is real serious about. And the two times we've seen him be real serious, he, he's asked one of them, he asked Mima for his ring. The other one, he sabotaged right, right, his right. brother's wedding, but not really. That was Hank. Dang old Hank loves hookers, man. Um, loves hookers. <laughs> the the argument that I think can be made here is he spent three months with this woman that is French Canadian and then brought her back to Arlen.
2: Yes. She didn't
1: stay in Canada, she came back with him.
0: Okay. Yeah, That's that's a
1: significant investment for Boomhauer. You know, that's...
0: You're right, because there's that last scene when they're, like, you know, together the last night and they're speaking French to each other. Yeah,
2: it's...
0: (laughs) But she comes back and
1: and gets recognized by the Huskins and she's just like, no, I'm not going back to that that dude. He can fucking rot his life away in the aluminium aluminium mine for all I give a shit. Like, no, I'm here. I'm staying here now. Hey, um, tag in really quick.
0: In. Re- really quick, I got to tag in. I'm sorry, because I thought about this as I was bitching about accents, and I thought, we can't nail this down. We can nail this down. Um, Canada produces about 200 million tons of aluminum a year, and a bulk of the aluminum mines in Canada are in Quebec. So that's why Suzette has the French-Canadian accent, because it is, yep. in fact, Quebec, assuming. So anyway, yes.
1: But anyway, so I, I just, I wanted to make that kind of a thing of this is a great way to wrap up Boomhauer's story right like if if we really want to go a step further and and invest in this we can say yep Boomhauer found his his uh, future wife or at least future partner long term in Suzette while he was up in Canada he brought her back with him she's going to hang out with him and that's where his story is going to end yeah she'll eventually be a, yeah. a, a part of, of the alley with everybody else who knows? She'll have really cool, meaningful conversations with Bill. They'll have really cute inside jokes that nobody else in the fucking alley but her, Bill, and Boomhauer get because they all speak fucking French. Like, oh, I love that. Right? Like, we're gonna have some cool shit with her. And I really, I guys, if we're if we're, uh, talking we're gonna get a reboot, cool episode where Peggy tries happen. to
0: speak French to her.
1: Oh my god. Yeah.
0: So sorry, anyway. I totally just talked over you. No, no, no,
1: you're good, you're good. Anyway, I just, I wanted to, I thought that was a really cool, I don't find very cool things on the wiki very often, but I love that idea that Suzette is the last, the last like quote unquote conquest of Boomhauer and the one that really kind of like turns him around and goes, no, this is what you needed. You needed to get away from Ireland for a minute and go and just experience what what life is like with somebody else just being fucking weird and free and doing your own shit in Canada for a couple of months to see what Mm -hmm. you're missing. And- Mm-hmm. Fuck, he brought her back with him. So that's that's enough for me.
0: So wh- anyway, um So what you're saying is that maybe the Alley and by association Hank are pretty toxic and getting out of there made Boomhauer into a better person and now he's returning to a bad situation.
1: Hmm. Uh, hmm. I think hmm. I think everybody can deal with a little bit of perspective, Mark. We all should be a little bit more multicultural. Maybe it would all benefit us to go and see how shit's done. Oh, I know. Uh, Favorite moments. My favorite moment here. I only have one and it's the US versus Canada debate before they both get shit housed and then eventually DUI'd. Um, Your money's got a girl on it was one that made me laugh out loud because it's like that's such a fucking childish thing to say to somebody. But I also love the I bet you can't even name our prime minister. So what?
0: Who cares?
1: (laughs) Or Yeah, that's what it was. Who cares? <laughs> also, like,
0: maybe I'm an ignorant American, but what? Um, I'm pretty sure Fox is no longer the president of Mexico. Um, Trudeau is still the PM of Canada, right? I, I as far
1: as I know, um, he's the only one I've known for the last like 15 years.
0: Yeah, and I know we're just always mad at him. Um, because
1: he dresses. England in is face.
0: that. Yeah. One time in the fucking seventies. You're right. Just wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I don't Okay. Sorry. I'm real. I'm going to be surprised um, if
1: you know who England's is.
0: Well, no, I was going to say, cause it's not Boris Johnson anymore. Right. It's, um, Oh, there's been two since him. No, I was going to say, cause now it's the Indian guy, right? I cannot yep. remember his name.
1: Rishi Sunak.
0: Thank you. Yeah. 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 Um, Merkel is Germany. Putin is Russia. You better fucking know that. Um, uh, what, Merkel that guy, is not Germany. Name? Oh, really? Angela
1: Merkel is gone. It's Olaf Scholz.
0: Olaf Scholz. All right. So already I fail.
1: Yeah, Merkel um, is gone. She's been gone for a couple of years now, but she was in your defense. She was the fucking like uh, chancellor of Germany for like 20 goddamn years. That is not surprising. You at least know her name. You're fucking great, dude. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Duol-
0: Duolingo also tells me how often that uh, Angela, Mer- that Frau Merkel is uh, 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 das Kanzlerin? Kanzlerin? So Yeah. Yeah. And I'm no, just like, it's hmm, exactly.
1: <laughs> when she was yeah. for 20 um, goddamn years.
0: Okay, yeah. And then I have no idea about France. I know that he's a pussy and we hate him. I don't know about Italy. Um, I think she's he's, a point star. The,
1: the go- the, so Italy is actually... A de- the lady who just got reelected elected as their, their leader is a former... Uh, or she's a, a descendant of Mussolini,
2: which I thought that's was right, that's right. fucking nuts. Yeah, and the right.
1: guy from France, I do not remember his name, but, uh, if I remember right, and I, I, I try and keep up on international like politics and shit. Cause I find it interesting. Um, he is trying to, um, make it so that the, their current leader, cause he's stepping down, uh, so that their current leader is like a 35 year old from France, like a 35 year old guy from France.
0: Yeah. yeah, so current one is uh, Emmanuel Macron. That's right. Yeah,
1: Macron. And Macron got a lunch a bunch of shit because there and there was like 6 months worth of riots because he raised the fucking yeah. retirement age without basically by telling everybody fuck you, I have the right to do this. And they all went fuck you, we we don't want this. And he said, "Well, yeah. tough shit because I have single single right to do this to you and did it anyway." Yeah, Macron it is French, not man. very fucking popular. You, you fucking give it to the
0: French, man. You look at them the wrong way. They riot. We could probably yeah, do a little bit better about that. Yeah, and it's
1: fucking awesome, and we, we should
0: all fucking and learn it from that. And works. And it fucking works. Also, according to Google, the German president is Frank Walter Steinmeier? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I also, okay, chancellor. okay. so this is, but okay, but this is also president, so never mind. Yeah.
1: Yeah, look for chancellor. It should be Olaf Scholz, because he was just in town here a couple weeks ago at the UN.
0: It, yeah, no, it, yeah, it is. it, it It's 100%, yeah. All that is to say, nobody knows about external affairs except for Americans. Make it our business to make the rest of the world understand our bullshit. Um, um, Mark,
1: get to our favorite moment because we're over an hour at this point, and we still have a whole second segment to do, and we're kind of fucked.
0: Oh no, I'm so mad. This is no, this is the only episode they're getting. I'm not, they're, they're only getting <laughs> one this week. I'm so upset. I'm <laughs> Chuck Mangione's been playing for 20 minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I guess the opening scene is kind of cute. I really do not like anything about this episode. Um, okay. I also really, w- I also feel like we, dr- okay, we spend so much time showing how shitty and neighbors Hank and Gordon can be to each other. We don't get enough of Boomhauer and Suzette. And I also would have liked to see a little bit more like B plot where Bobby's Fucking learning how to do metrics so Hank can get upset about it. Because he just <laughs> automatically accepts it from Ollie. I want Ollie to be a girl. I want h- her to be a weird kind of, like, summer fling love interest. Maybe get some parallel Boomhauer lines going on here. And, like, okay. not necessarily like Romeo and Juliet it, but, like, that's what happens. You get two families that don't like each other. The kids are going to try and fuck. Like, that's just what they do, you know? Like, okay. I'm sorry, Hank, like Hank and Con, man. <laughs> like, so all this is to say, just I wish it was different, I wish it was better. And quite frankly, Jerry Collins, well, you're a fucking hosiery.
1: <laughs> He's not very nice, definitely not very nice to the Canadians, but
0: not nice. Eh.
1: <laughs> He's a fucking What about you, DJ. buddy? What's your favorite moment? Uh, no, even. I just had, I just, I just had the U.S. versus Canada debate. That's where we, where we got started off on this That's whole it. nonsense. That's it. All right. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I'm too angry so. to break it down. So, would you like to break down our rating system?
1: Absolutely. We're gonna blaze through this real quick, guys, so that we can, uh, we can get to our intermission, and Johnny can reload. Uh, our rating system is as follows. At the very bottom, we have a charcoal episode. This is a failure of an episode. It leaves soot underneath your nails because you don't like it. It's not representative of King of the Hill at all, and you're not going to watch it on a rewatch. After that, you got a Megalo, and everybody wants a Megalo to feel so good, but Chuck Mangione's not always right. Megalo episodes are usually pretty shit as well. You've got a couple of good standout jokes, but for the most part, they're pretty fucking terrible, and you're not going to go rewatch them either. They're the little golden kernels of, sh- of corn in your, your turds from uh, after that barbecue. After that, you got your butane, and butane's a bastard gas, and a butane episode is uh, just that. And you hate to love it. You love to hate it. Uh, butanes are middle-of-the-road average episodes of King of the Hill. There's a lot of them out there. This is watchable TV, and by watchable, I define that as you can dick around on your phone and kind of look up every couple of minutes and go, oh, oh, that's right, I am still watching TV, and get reabsorbed into it. Most episodes are butane. That's just what it is. It's average TV. You're going to have it on in the background. It's fine. The standout episodes are char kings. Char king episodes are the ones that are the best of King of the Hill. They represent you by good characters, good stories. They're going to take something that you've seen a million times in every other sitcom and turn it into something new, and something unique to King of the Hill. When Mark and I come together and name an episode char king each, it becomes an imperial. This is the about the highest honor you can give a King of the Hill episode. It means that. It is one of the best episodes of this series and represents it the best. You just need a little bit of context to fully understand it and get all the cool inside jokes and everything else like that. Now, the only episodes you don't need that for and the actual perfect introductory episodes to this series are the Blue Flames of Valor. These are the best episodes of King of the Hill. These are the episodes you sit down with somebody who has never watched this show before and you say, hey. I love this so much that I have dedicated two and a half years of my life to a podcast just to talk about it with my buddy and get drunk. You need to listen to some of these and watch some of these. So, Blue Flames of Valor, they're usually our top five to ten episodes. They're fantastic. Go check them out. Uh, Mark, on a scale of charcoal to Blue Flame of Valor, where do you place Uh Uh-Oh Canada?
0: Oh, I'm sure you can guess. This is a charcoal. Fuck this episode. It's bad. No one's used well. You know what, too? Just as a general note, it paints Americans in a bad light. And yeah, no, we don't deserve to be painted anything less than bad, but we're not all bad. Like, I would be delighted to fucking have anybody from a different country come and hang out for a summer, and we get to be buddies. And I bet we stay pen pals after the fact, you know? I know that you're the same way. I know that a lot of people are. And I really hate this idea that we're reactionary xenophobic pricks. I know that a bulk of us are, and that our history has proven us to be... But that ain't all of us, babe, and I just hate the way it is. Because you know what? What up, international listeners? I know you all are out there. Um, no, but to that end, like, it is jumpy. It is excessive. And when I say jumpy, I mean jumps the shark, but also jumpy. Like, again, the, the biggest thing to me is suddenly Boomhauer goes, oh, no, nah, man, dangle taxing. Just away he goes. Um, I wanted more Boomhauer in Canada. Wasted opportunity. Bitch kills the fish with an ornies in love. Come on, man. Like, that's all you got? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just... Again, um, I want to rehash the point that the Boomhauer plot should have been A and then the Hills versus the Hoosiers, whatever their fucking names are. I'm so mad I can't remember the names. I'm so mad they're at Craig status where I refuse to learn their name because I'm so mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I just it's bad. And, and and then and then fucking Maureen just comes around at the end, oh no, I was being a total fucking bitch. What? Oh, Fuck you. Like, I just... And then people say that Peggy Hill's the worst character on this show. You a... oh, God, it's just so bad. But then I want to come back to this point. This is what your reboot is going to be. So enjoy it. You enjoy this, and we're going to get less Dale in the reboot because Johnny Hardwick is dead. Shit, we're also going to get less lucky in the reboot because fucking Tom Petty's dead. Johnny, what are you
1: reading this? Mark, you're uh, you're choking on your own rage there. Jeez. Calm down. I really man. am. <laughs> Uh, ah, I gave God. Uh, I I gave uh oh Canada a buking. Uh, I like this episode. I thought it was very fun. It's definitely out of place for some of the characters, but I think there's a pretty decent tit for tat back and forth. Um, at the time, yeah, this is a shitty representation of what Americans are because we are not this that we're not that way in two thousand and nine. Unfortunately, this episode ages almost too well because we kind of are that way now. Um, a lot of us are not all of us. Like you had mentioned, there's, there's a chunk of us that are not all of us are, but um, this episode though, like it nearly wears out. It's welcome. They lean on the, the anti-Canada, anti-US rhetoric, like that kind of interaction almost too much by the end of it. And so it gets kind of weary to me, but overall I I would absolutely watch this episode again. I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I thought I was going to hate it Hmm. and the last time I watched this episode, I'd never watched a single episode of Letterkenny, and guys, that's where a lot of my Canadian reference comes from. That and the Trailer Park Boys, um, so probably not the best. But fuck, dude, I'd hmm. still probably rather live in Canada than most other places at, at this point. Um, so no, I I'm I'm gonna I'm pretty solid here with a King I I don't blame you for hating it. Uh, as a charcoal, I can see why it sets you off. You defended yourself beautifully here. Um, <laughs> That being said, this is this is a very fun, like interesting intersection of you and I that I don't feel like we've had in a while, where one of us really yeah. likes an episode, the other one just fucking hates it.
0: Well, so I was kind of thinking the same thing. But just looking back here, you BewKinged, born again the fourth of July, I megalode it. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. It has been I m me- I don't know. We are more opposed this season. Like, I charcoaled Bad News Bills, and you butaned it. Um, okay. Yeah, so we are more opposed this... It is weird to me, though, because, like, last season, I think you're happier this season. Cause I, like oh, I definitely you am. make You make a load uh, behind closed doors. I char-kinged it. Um, yeah, but you know what, too, is you and I are usually pretty close to each other. You butane, all... accidental terrorist, I charcoaled it. Death picks cotton, you think... King I charcoaled. So, yeah, I think it's right now, I think we're literally down to, like, matter of asshole opinions about King of the Hill, and that's what's...
1: So... Because I know that we're, I... at this
0: point, rating it based on personal aspects, I think, more than yeah. anything. No,
1: you, you and I started this project because you wanted to find out when it was in King of the Hill that you fell off and you couldn't fucking watch it anymore. And if I'm being completely honest, it might be this season. Because you do not give out charcoals very often, and you've given out, what, two or three this season? This might yeah. be the one where it's like, if you don't absolutely love an episode, then it's it's in the shitter. It's a megalo or a charcoal for you. But two, like, we've gotten three Imperials just this season,
0: which is the most we've my had point. since yeah I just I don't know it's such high highs and such low lows, I guess yeah which is good. I guess I would be really mad if all 30 fucking episodes of season 13 were great you know like they can't all be good that <laughs> right. just means that that just means that they're doing like fan service or something to like I don't right. know I'm looking forward to the future but anyway, our future right now is the boy can't help it unless you got anything else to say about it.
1: No, I do not. Let's uh let's let's move on over to that one. Uh I let's hopefully let's hopefully we don't have another hour and fifteen minutes to talk about that. Fuck, I don't know if I can handle it. My throat might go bad. My
0: my notes are much smaller this time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what she said. Your notes are small. I'm recording. God, that is just awful. I'm reco- I'm I've been recording, sorry. That is Yeah, no, you're good. Good. No, it's that it is like somebody just took a mark what is the best way to describe okay so this is your like
0: commemorative like yes. countdown of whiskeys for the last four episodes of day or last five episodes of dangle podcast this is whiskey number four what delicious yes. thing are you drinking
1: uh this is a rosé rye from the same company so, so this is german whiskey and like What's what's the most polite way to say it tastes like somebody, like... <sighs> the be- So, if you've got testicles, right? And one yeah. of these testicles happens to be peat-flavored, and one of them happens to be potpourri-flavored, and then you dunk them in my oh. mouth with a shot of, like, bourbon? That's what I've got right now. I
0: think that's... Okay, so... Yeah, so so <laughs> bourbon you said it was rosé, right?
1: It yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the move you just described where you paint your balls with different flavors is called a Rusty Venture. I don't I don't know. That's what I've heard anyway.
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, I might have to uh. do some more research into that.
0: Yeah, get to looking. I've 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 also heard it's like eight other things though, so I have no fucking clue. Anyway, next ep- I guess I'm still on PBR. Um, next episode, the boy can't help it,
1: Johnny. Yeah, we've, let's. We've got an original air date. Uh, Mark, we're zapping to the future here. Uh, we're going from May to September, September thirteenth, two thousand and nine. Written by Dan McGrath. Where did we last see Mr. McGrath?
0: A bill full of dollars, and it wasn't good. <laughs>
1: no. No, it was not. Uh, cast of characters for The Boy Can't Help It, we have Hank, Peggy, Bobby, Hill, Dale Gribble, and I'm going to say his full name because hot damn did we did fucking qualify it last episode that we get to say it now. Jeff Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Consupinusenpone, Decca, Terry, Bethany, Joseph Gribble, Clark Peters, Stuart Dooley, Ramon Alejandro... Spongy, Randall, Randall's friend, Acne Pete, the voice of fucking Carl Moss, and a non-speaking role, ashamed to say it's a non-speaking role here, of Connie Supanusipone.
0: What? Yeah, what's Laura and Tom doing? Because she's still being Min, but we haven't seen Connie, like...
1: God, I... Dude, I don't think we've seen her yet this season.
0: I don't think we have, like, in any capacity at all. Like, yeah. No.
1: And maybe once in season twelve, I am. It, it's in. It's in my notes. It's in my notes. Synopsis okay, here. Cool. Cool. Uh, Bobby finds some new lady friends, and the guys run out of projects, so they try helping out a member of their community. A story character is Bobby. Our B story character is Spongy. And the guys. Um, let's get to the notes. My first one here, by the way, is two cold opens. What? Because we get two cold <laughs> opens in a row.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm just gonna jump in here. My first note is another cold open! Exclamation point.
1: Great minds think alike. <laughs> oh God! Thank God they don't drink alike. Ugh. So bad. It's so. Are you just bad. drinking it straight or what? I'm drinking it. St- of course, I'm drinking it straight. Oh God, John, go get some God. fucking sprite or something. No, see, go you get and I their had
0: spritzen. A- Whatever One a sprite of your sprite is your in Germany, my roommates
1: taught me I need to be able to drink anything with a fucking straight face and not make a big deal out of it. And hot damn, if I have also. not just taken that to my core, Ben fucking Butler. Who do you think? Oh, I
0: no, I remember. Shit.
1: No, just awful, awful. <laughs> it's like troll hair. <laughs> just awful, awful, awful hair um mark do you want to keep going on notes or you want me to go
0: No yeah, keep keep going i just wanted to jump in there with like oh my god two cold opens yeah
1: yes um <laughs> i'm trying to think here bobby's like the king of hearts the two of us are the jokers and one of us is the card with the rules on it joseph is the card <laughs> with the rules on it right
0: <laughs> no i don't think joseph can read why would he be the one you got to read
1: like, for all intents and purposes, he is he is the beefy o' weefy of the group, the Shane Mahan of the group. Like, he is the card with the rules on it. He just got real fucking lucky. He no, what he is, is he is Futurama, like movie time Futurama uh King of Beers coaster. Like he just happened to get super fucking lucky by asking the one girl in front of him if she wanted to go to the the dance and just happened to be the fifth king five kings <laughs> okay so okay. that's that's what we're that's where we're at god this this whiskey's making me do stupid shit um i like that this episode uh, it, it shows the correct way you should be designing something and like the design process the guys do a pretty good job of hey, we're going to go through a couple of prototypes. We're going to figure out what works. We're going to figure out what works best. And then you go on to the design aspects, right? Their their mm-hmm. original prototype, that's ugly as fuck. By the time they get to their last one where it's the, the, the quad cart, that thing, dude, I would, I would roll around in that. I would almost intentionally go homeless to roll around in that. I can watch my baseball. I don't got to pay fucking bills. It's got enough shit to keep me warm. Like, yeah. You got Not a target mention, on your I'm back? A, I, I'm not gonna get fucking shanked. It's good. So no, I just I like that this is it's a King of the Hill staple for me. Um we, we saw okay. this in uh it came from under the bridge. Oh,
0: from the garage, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or from the it came from the garage. Uh where they're they're building and designing the float or the uh the mm-hmm. Regatta uh boat. Um Hank is trying to impress upon Bobby, like, no, you have to get the design first. Like, all of the, the, or the the functional, structural stuff first. The design stuff is cool right. and all that, but you need it to actually fucking float before you do all this tiki shit. Um, okay, we have a... What was it called? The Dracula 9000? T- <laughs> the boat. Dracula 9000, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a fucking Carry aircraft on. carrier with a bat on the front as it's as its masthead. It's great. Um, we have two music cues this episode. We have Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner, our second of the week. And we also have We Got the Beat by the Go-Go's.
0: Where then, was Sweet Home
1: Alabama at? Um, fuck. I don't remember. Sorry, I can
0: cut it out, too. I don't either. No, I didn't catch it, but...
1: It's in there, um it's when the guys are doing something cuz i remember going oh i don't have to i don't have to look this up at all this is great uh the only music cue that i missed is i tried and shazam for love of of its awesome program and algorithmness. um couldn't figure it out either there is some like emo like post post a fucking alt band playing when they're doing their under the under Under the the bleachers bleachers scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it sounds like Hawthorne (laughs) Heights or some shit like that. And I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was. And neither could uh, Shazam. So I couldn't figure that one out, guys. I I left you going. Um, My last one here is everybody plays the game, right? Everybody plays the game. And sometimes you get burned and Bobby, Bobby's getting burned here. This is uh this is kind of his karma from talking shop, right? Um he is real, real interested in this oh, game. He wants okay. everything okay. to do with them. And they don't okay. want anything yep. to do with him. And this is exactly okay, what are you gonna do? Oh, you're gonna ghost this girl in talking shop just because she's a little too into you, and then you're gonna run and and you're gonna go and talk to Laura Prepon and tell her how badly you fucked up and she's gonna yell at you and no, like this is karma. This is Bobby's karma. Can I tell God. you how
0: you need to get your, uh, how you need a personality test and how for forty thousand dollars you can be
1: a human again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I finished that, that whiskey. That's not a that's not a buy, guys. Don't fucking. Oh man, you. Oh, John, you just tanked it. Oh shit. Yep. Oh. And now it tastes like butter popcorn in my mouth, which is really weird. Mark, what that are your notes? Because that's what... what I got. That
0: fucking okay john that fucking note, buttered popcorn remember when you were here like a year ago you would come back from germany to visit you brought me all that liquor from germany and there was the one and i said it tasted like buttered popcorn that's what i'm talking about
1: it's that yeah that's what i was talking about (laughs) okay interesting okay uh so anyway that's uh that's the last of my notes here is is you know bobby getting his karma from talking shop um I, this is such a weird episode for me because I don't like the ending and I don't know why I don't like the ending, but maybe it's because we've, I feel like we've seen this episode's problematic anyway because of weird gender role shit. But like, I think we've, I feel like we've seen Hank teach Bobby to be a young gentleman a hundred fucking times. Why do we need another He's one
0: in goddamn cotillion class. <laughs> for fuck's yes. sake, he knows how. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. And that's, fuck, more than Hank would teach him. But yeah, like. This is just fucking obnoxious. I don't know. This is I mean if Mark, criticize me if you if you wish, or call me on it if you think I, I need it, but is this not fucking peak infantilization of Bobby? My number one bitch and critique about this fucking character is three women just like fawning over him and treating him like their little Bobby Bear. So Yes.
0: Kind of, but that's the problem. So it's okay. We're not saying this is good behavior. Like, Hank sees it and instantly flags it. Like, and you're right, there is problematic. Maybe it's not problematic. I don't know. I haven't had a date in fucking twelve years at this point, so I don't know how this shit works anymore. But like, do women buy meals? You know, you know what I mean. Like, right? Do, do women? You know, you know what I mean. Like, do okay? So there's the bit about like Hank. gets all bent out of shape with, but but she was telling him what to do and like Peggy's in for it and it's like okay so that's cool and like that's yeah. cool yeah sure but then like along those lines too like Bobby doesn't understand that he's being I don't want to say taken advantage of because I don't think that's the right terminology maybe it is I don't know I don't know these girls are not being the best to Bobby as they could be the boy deserves They're misrepresenting like, better. themselves sure we'll go with that like I don't understand the project thing, but, like, I also feel like I've seen enough of this in popular culture that it's a thing that humans do. I don't know. Like, you know, some people, like, make up for their own personal flaws by adopting, like, a rescue animal that's, like, fucking unrescuable. And they talk about how terrible it is to raise this thing and keep it, but they're such a good person for doing it. Why not do it with an underclassman? Because your are bitches in eighth grade and you don't understand what it is to fuck with a human psyche yet. Sure. Why not? Right. So, like... I don't know. We also got to learn though too, man. Like, okay. I, okay. I don't know how to say this without sounding terrible. So I'm just going to say it at some point you need to learn how to deal with women. Yeah. And like, you need to learn that sometimes women will want, well, like sometimes women will just do this. This will be a woman. You will need to learn how to deal with. Like, and Hank is wrong because he, you know, goes in the line of "you're just gonna know" or "you're supposed to know." How? How is he supposed to know, Hank? Like, dating changed yeah, the since the thirty years that you I and noticed. Peggy got together. But it's not yeah. that. It's just I don't know. The world changed, and like we didn't. I I don't know how people used to. I don't know how people used to do things. Like my mom is still upset that Amanda and I aren't married after twelve years, but neither one of us care about it, so it's not a thing we're gonna yeah. do. And I'm just like. It literally does not matter. You know what I mean? And like, so I don't know how the world works now versus then versus 2009, but like, I don't know. My point is with all of this, I just don't care, I guess. Right. Because at the end of the day, he's still going to just take Connie. Right. And quite frankly, I take Lauren Toms not appearing in this episode as her consent because she didn't say, no, I'm not going with Bobby. So there you go. You want to get problematic? I'll get fucking problematic. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I rambled a lot there. I just, I don't know. It's a weird episode. You're right. A thousand percent, you are right.
1: So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's It's just, it's interesting to me. Um. What What do you got for notes here? Or did we already go, you already blazed through those?
0: Um. Yeah, so my notes, John. Um. Another cold open, ha ha ha. <laughs> we already talked about it. We did we did our open for this episode that way. I hope it comes across with me editing it that way, but that's what we did, listeners. Did you like it? Tell me that you hate me in the comments. Um having spent about 3 years of my life schlepping carts around, I can tell you that there's no easy way to do it, but uh spongy's method of like kind of like a a, a a a wagon team is kind of yeah. going to work. It'll work. Yeah, that kind of works. But, like, I can also tell you that you need to have between 3 and 10, and there's always zero turning radius. So, I don't know. <laughs> um, There's a poster in the background at the school. This tells you how much I cared about this episode, because I just... It was hard to watch, too, right? This was a hard-to-watch episode?
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. I-, I think maybe... I don't know. So, I'm also just sick of seeing Bobby and Joseph, like doing stupid shit in school like but I don't know I just cuz none of them have been good lately and I'm just you see them in school and you just know you're in for a dumb time um so in there's a poster in the background and there's a chess piece behind a Canadian flag and I uh, wonder if I this is like a callback too. Yeah. And so I had this thought and I was like, what is this? And I don't, it might be a queen. I, I can't tell what piece, I don't remember what piece it is, but then I had the thought, is it Bishop? Is this an X-Men re- reference? Is Bishop an X-Men from Canada? I don't know. I think I'm reading too much <laughs> into it. I just thought it was a cool background gag or whatever. Um, also the, 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 what is it? The church, the, uh, lady of the, or our lady of the Valley. Uh, they're having okay. a bake sale, so we better go to that. Um we blew the animation budget this week on Bobby's depression leaf on the bench. like he's sitting there and like the leaves are just like falling all around him and he's all sad and like it's really pretty animation. It looks really good. okay. um, and I think we got a missed opportunity for a callback here. Johnny, there's no reason why, and therefore how come we don't see the high schoolers from a uh, uh kidney boy and hamster girl a love story appear in this as the bad kids under the bleachers agree just a couple of them just a handful just a handful like marie marie could be there this season we are spending time just recycling old character animations so that you and i 20 years in the future can go oh shit look what they did there that was really cool i was glad to see them so why not why not marie why not the kid why not conklin
1: oh oh. like (laughs) conklin (laughs) <laughs> yes. No. Exactly. I don't. I don't remember how long ago "Kidney Boy and Hamster Girl" was. What was that season? Four? Decades.
0: Three. Twenty seconds. I could pull it up. Yeah. I think seven. Please but look yeah.
1: That up. Um. Because I know that okay, he listens, well, it's not... and it's one of his all-time favorite jokes. I just have to tell you, Mark. He's a squatter. He's That's for a my squatter. buddy Orden.
0: <laughs> uh, kidney boy and hamster girl was the season five closer
1: okay also a
0: okay. point of order it was written by garland testa you butane i megalode it. and now i think that i was too mean to fucking kidney boy and hamster
1: girl <laughs> <laughs> i mean everything looks prettier once you're in season 13 let's just say that <laughs> you lament a, a new challenge john fucking lost in five
0: <laughs> a new challenge we rewatched King of the Hill a second time, and then in season one, when we're all shitty about animation, you go, fuck you, you know how bad this gets, and I go, oh yeah, you're right. Cherish the good times. <laughs> and then oh, maybe this man. time, Mike Judge will pay attention to us.
1: Eh, maybe. Maybe. Alright, I'm getting into my pros here. Are you done with your notes? Oh yeah, please do.
0: I've been talking for, this is a 20 minute recording, I've been talking for like 23 of them, yeah.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, so Joseph finally got his yes. Without being overly creepy. This is, uh, once again, um, this is our final season of, of we want to see people actually, like, hit peaks, hit their milestones, all that sort of shit. Joseph finally got a girl without being fucking weird and creepy and sniffing her hair or telling her, like, how shiny <laughs> her braces are and shit. Joseph just we're Or being her. related to her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, being related. Exactly. You know, all that shit. He just fucking asked her and he finally got his yes. And it's not Charisse, which is kind of a sad thing because I like Charisse. She's a stone cold fox. But I like that. I like that Joseph is finally just like he's getting a win. I liked seeing Joseph get a win over Bobby in this field because Bobby very much overtakes him most of the time. Um, Yes. I'm going to call out for pros that I I really like Bobby's sport coat jacket outfit that he, they put him in. That's a really cool uh-huh. character design for him. Uh, it was—it's that like lime green sport jacket. I, no, is the jacket lime green or is no, it's tan. Green?
0: No, it's tan, and his jacket and his shirt is orange.
1: Is that what it is? Okay. I'm
0: also colorblind, so don't ask me. It might have no, been his, looked, No, no, no you're there's right. no fucking so his, way. It was. There's no fucking way. It's lime green. Yeah, his jacket is bad. like
1: a lime green. You just see it as tan. Uh, and but his shirt oh, is really? orange. Yeah, that's the one though. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's cool, it's buddy. Worse it's than cool. I thought. It's cool. Uh, anyway, I thought that was a really, it's a really fun fit. Um, when I think of of Don Juan Playboy guy with a large sport jacket on, I think very 80s colors. And it's very 80s colors that they're do- giving to Bobby. I'm Like, okay, this is fucking cool. Um, this is a great episode to show to somebody if you ever need to start a conversation about gender role. Because Hank does not fucking get it for a long time. And you can just say, look how fucking frustrating this is, because Bobby is just being a normal kid. He just wants to have friends. He thinks that he is getting girlfriends out of this. But Hank is going, no, you're not acting like a boy. This is how his boy is supposed to act. He's forcing these like old, archaic, like super things on it. And then Peggy calls him out on it. And is like, no, that's not how things work anymore. You need to stop freaking the fuck out that he got on the back of a bike seat.
0: But until the end, when she goes, no, no, it's wrong, call his ass out.
1: Yeah. Because up to I a think certain to a point, point what I think, I think
0: to a point, it works. I think to a point, it's supposed to work. I think to a point, like, Peggy isn't wrong when she goes, no, this is how things are supposed to be, Hank. Like. Yes. Because I don't. Okay, so, like, I don't know that Hank is wrong. Like, some of it is, ma- I don't know, like.
1: Well, that's why I said this I don't is a know. good place to well, so, start. So even, this conversation. So
0: even even now, like so okay, so even even now, like just so just like baseline, even now, I prefer for Amanda to make the decisions. Don't ask me what I want to do. You tell me what you want for dinner. You tell me where you want to go. I'll buy it. That's cool. But like, I just I guess I don't understand all of them, but I understand some of them because like I will still typically staunchly pay for the woman's whatever. And I don't care who it is. I just do. Actually, I will just staunchly pay for whoever's whatever. Never mind. Strike that from the record. I buy everybody's shit because I'm an idiot and want people. To <laughs> you like do. Me. Never mind.
1: Uh, it's it, how frustrating is Kansas buddy. City to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you and I were the same fucking. We we're the same way. I try. You, you. So screw I don't know. My ass, right? I, yeah. When I come to visit you, like well, I try I love and, you and need make a reason up for, for it a little stick ways, around, around, but. You know? <laughs> No, like, you bring me scotch, dude, you bring
0: me hot, you bring me, like, mid-shelf scotch and really good weed every time you come down, you, like, and you don't even have to, I'm just glad to see you, like,
1: Oh, I know, see, it's, I make it up, because I know I've got, like, three good meals coming for me, like, home-cooked fucking meals, you and I almost always grill at least one time when we're there, and it's always fucking pop. Anyway, um, no, anyway so sorry. The, yeah. um the, the point I want to make is that this isn't this is the best ex- explanation of gender role, but this is a very good episode to show to somebody who doesn't quite understand what the fucking problem is. And it's like, cool. Have you ever known anybody like if you ever just wanted to hang out with a couple of girls instead? What would you think if your dad came up to you like Hank did and said, that's not supposed to be how this is. You need to act like a man. You'd go and Yeah, I am a man. I am acting like a man. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's the whole point. It starts the conversation. So I, I but like But Bobby's that. had,
0: but Bobby's had female friends before. So I, I don't know. I, he I has, think my problem is, Joseph is this and... episode. I know, but I just think this episode wants us to like pretend that Bobby's never talked to a girl before, so he thinks that this behavior is appropriate. You know.
1: I think he's just fucking. No, but then I, I think also think about argument. it,
0: and I don't know. I also just kind of think that it's like. Fuck, I've done such stupid things for people that I said I was in love with. Look at Mark and call. you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I get it, I guess I don't know. I've done stupid things for fucking people that talked at me or looked at me. so yeah, i I don't know, whatever <laughs> I gotcha.
1: anyway, we'll move on here. um the I love the line of I don't know how you could not be in the mood for chicken. Because I am in that mood a lot sometimes, and chicken's actually one of the better meats for me because my fucking liver doesn't work like it should anymore, and I don't have a gallbladder, so I need to be nicer to my fucking so liver. It. I need As you to be drink rosé whiskey. <laughs> exactly. And what do I do? Oh no, I live in the land of fucking pork and sausages and everything that's been jerkified. Like, no, <laughs> I'm never in the fucking mood for chicken, and I live in the land of delicious chicken. They make fucking Euro in here. They make fucking donor kebab out of chicken here. Like everything is incredible with chicken here. And yet there are definitely days where I've never, I've just, I'm not in the mood. I just love how it's such a weird fucking non sequitur, like introduction. Peggy comes out of nowhere. I don't know how you could be not into chicken or not in the mood for chicken, but I guess we'll order pizza. Such a good line. Uh, and, Mark, my last pro here, and I'm very proud to say, I've never been poo-balled before. I don't know about you, yeah. but I've never been poo-balled before. Um, so what are your Brad pros? and
2: I
0: pre- I want to tag on your poo-ball really quick. Brad and I recorded our 50th episode preemptively. When he was down here in December, we watched Walk Hard and recorded it and talked about it. Ooh. And we're going to release that as our 50th. Yeah, it was cool to do it with him in person. Um. And, you know, the end scene there, like, Dewey Cox is smelling the horse shit, and Brad was really grossed out by it. And then I might have overshared when I revealed to him that growing up in the country, a lot of my time was spent throwing horse shit, um, scooping horse shit, picking up horse shit off the road and whipping it at my brother, or jumping into piles (laughs) of horse shit to learn how to do wrestling flips. And he was like... I haven't edited that episode yet, but I remember the look on his face as he, like, threw up in his mouth at my fucking grossness. So all that is to say, yeah, baby, I've been poo-balled, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: yeah, but it's different when Spongy poo-balls you versus somebody that works around a ranch. No, 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 no,
0: I mean a horse. Like, the it's, it's let me be clear here, I've never been hit with human shit on purpose. That's like, my point. Butt sex, is, <laughs> butt sex has gone awry. It was always horse shit, though, like, and that's just, yeah. you know, fucking hay and grain, so. Yeah. Um, what <laughs> anyway, is your pros here? Poo balls. Pros, you made me remember fonder times. Pro, Bobby's Don... Okay, literally my first pro here. I think you read my script. Are you in the think-hole, John? Um, I wish. Bobby's Don Bobby's Don Johnson date fit. And then I think to myself, we've seen this look before. Excuse me, choking on beer. We have seen this look before, and it was in 12 Got Darn Angry Men, when Boomhauer... Howard- uh, rolled in with the sleeves rolled up, and you called it as a pro. Yeah. And my my thought to this is, um, Bobby is attempting to emulate Boomhauer, because who can wrangle three women at once? Jeff Boomhauer. <laughs> Don't you
1: worry about blank. Let me worry about blank.
0: I'll worry about blank. Um, And then I have the note, man, 12 Angry Men was such a great episode. Yeah. Um, Bobby has the line, you mean I'm like a stuffed animal? And the girl stops and goes, Yeah, that's a really good analogy. I really like that. Like, because they they make the point in the beginning to say that these are girls from, like, the advanced class or college prep in eighth grade. Yes. Right? Once again, once again, Bobby is, you know, punching above his weight class, scoring the smart chicks, a la Connie, a la that other girl at the protest whose name I don't remember from Earthy Girls Are Easy. Um, But, like, so Bobby's scoring the more intelligent women, and I think that's great. But... It's not, he's not, but he thinks he is. And I like that Bobby's attracted to tall women and smart women. I really like that, like, I just like that that's what he's into. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think about Marie. Bobby's got a type. Yeah, he really and truly does. Like, And also, you called it out, Sharice and Joseph, like, no, man. In the reboot, Bobby got with (laughs) Sharice.
1: I'd be okay with that.
0: Yeah, dude, it's going to be great. But, like... So I I I just I just like that. Like these girls are smart, they're intelligent, they also know how to be terrible, and they are terrible. Um And then pro, you just made me think generally good thoughts about times that you and I have shared because I didn't like this episode, so I thought about good times with you as you told me about good times. So shit, I Oh god. Um I also have the note that I wrote down order. What does order mean, John? I don't know. (laughs) I don't either. It's it's in the middle, it's in between pros and cons. It just says order.
1: I don't I don't know. You got some uh, cons for me there, good buddy? I do. Uh, first off, I absolutely despise anybody, male, female, they them or other that uses the affect, "Oh, you're a sad little popsicle, buck you." I'm sorry. I don't even take it ironically fuck you Mark I miss Connie she seems like the missing piece in this episode she really seems like the one that would dig like get Bobby out of this we can we, but Hank doesn't have to be weird and and have his whole like oh my boy acts like a girl or he's treated like a girl nope just bring fucking Connie into it let Hank stay on his side let him do the fucking spongy thing bring Connie in to finish out the Bobby story don't fucking bring Hank into it because it makes it fucking weird. God, I miss Connie. Maybe, I haven't feel like I just feel like I haven't seen her in two two fucking seasons. Maybe just Connie
0: like being the means to close it out. You know what I mean? Like maybe Hank and yes. Connie together experiencing this and like Connie recognizes it's wrong, but she also recognizes that like Hank is so okay, so like you've got Peggy really good as like, no, no, this is the new order of things. I think Connie being here to go like Mr. Hill, this is fucked up. Like.
1: Well, and. Dude, it's Taylor May. They kind
0: of come together and agree to, like. Pull him out of it, you know. Like they both show up at the boneyard, but like Connie's the one that like she gets distracted and goes and lectures somebody, so she doesn't do it. Bobby, Bobby still gets his resolution on his own. Bobby still understands this is bad on his own. But I I would like to see the inclusion therein. I think is yeah. It's anyway. It's it's Taylor made
1: for her because Mark. What did you say about these girls to begin with? They're the college prep girls. Where the right? So she knows them. Yeah. Like. I'm mad about it. I'm just mad. It's such a, that's a huge, it's one thing to drop a fucking ball that's the size of a goddamn golf ball. It's another one to drop one that's the size of a fucking medicine ball. And that's what this is. You dropped the medicine ball. Um, And I. my last con here is, and I don't, I know you mentioned it earlier, but holy shit, Hank's line does not fly in this day and age anymore. It dates this and makes this episode Hard as fuck to watch with his line of, You're just supposed to know how to be a boy. Like, that is so fucked up when you talk about gender affirming anything.
0: But I don't know, too, though. Like, I went through this a lot. I didn't, I was kind I didn't really have like that good, like, male role model when I was Bobby's age. Not even like that. Right. Like, fuck, man. I really could have benefited from some fucking, like, positive male affirmation. Um, When I was like a junior or senior in high school, like just anybody, anybody other than my mom telling me that like this girl is cheating on you and taking advantage of you. And I would have believed them. And like, but you can't because well, what does your mom know? Because your mom is your mom and she's not a man and she doesn't understand what it's like. But also you don't know what it's like to be a man because like. The only, you know, like, you don't have positive ones, and your granddad has been married as long as you've been alive, so he can't impart knowledge on you. He also got his girlfriend pregnant, so he shouldn't be the one you follow. So, like, there's some, excuse me, there's something in here where, like, there's something in here where Hank is right to an extent, and, like, I think the problem is, like, a lack of communication between men about what is and isn't appropriate, and like it shouldn't just be yo man Dangle took down this broad in Canada, man. Like it should also be like, you know, I remember when so and so broke my heart, and they kind of do that a little yeah. bit. And I know I'm kind of backtracking around here, like they do talk about like how men react to heartbreak and shit, like when we see like Boomhauer crying and um Dangle love and shit about Catherine, yeah. like okay, but I think more than anything, it just this really calls into Contra or this really calls to attention, like, yeah, sure, masculinity is toxic, but it's because nobody tells boys how they need to act as adult men. Do you know what I mean? No, exactly. like when Hank, Hank I had to figure to that Gita's shit here out. Here and like, it. it's yeah, he does, but he doesn't know either, right? Because, like. Hank had the worst he had to fucking learn off a of cotton, man. Like, it is still my like resounding fan theory that like Hank lost his virginity to a hooker because, you know, Hotel Arlen Hank. And well, but damn, you know, Hank hookers don't hookers. count, so it's okay. Hank loves hookers, and most dads wouldn't do that to their boy, for their boy. So I don't know. I'm I don't know. This is a weird episode for me. And then I also think I also get to think of it too, John, right? Um fucking you said this was when Mike Judge was going through his divorce. Yeah. So like I I don't know. I don't know time scaling. I don't know like where things bleed into things, but I just I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Anyway, so, sorry. I don't mean to keep I don't mean to keep disagreeing with you. I'm not I don't want you to think I'm disagreeing no, no, with no, no, you. No. I just there's something in here that it is we lack the nuance in 2009 to hit it, but now in 2023 we don't really have it either because to like Cause there is such the idea that like, you know, gender roles don't exist, but you know, men should pay for all the things, you know? So I don't know. It's a weird thing. And I'm talking, I don't know. Like I, I love black people, Twitter. And one thing on there is like, that's our black people, Twitter listeners be clear here. Uh, But one of their things is like, the woman freaks out when the man says, I'm not going to pay for all of you and your fucking friends to go out to dinner. And I love those videos because she's just yelling at him and calling him not a man and berating him because she's not paying for her and her friends to go have fun. So, like, I don't know what's going on here. There's a conversation that needs... it's, It's what you said, the conversation starts. Yes. But I don't know where it ends either. And I also don't know if, like... We even need to have the conversation and you just say, look, everything you do should be split equally. Equality in all fucking things. Right. But always open the door because you're a man and you're stronger and you can open the big, strong doors.
1: Grr. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to – let's keep on trucking through this. And I know you just talked a whole bunch, but instead of talking about yeah. my shit, tell me about your cons, buddy, because that's where we're at.
0: Number – Number one, Con. This whole fucking episode, I have just been talking over you and talking too much, and I'm sorry. I just apparently got a lot to say this
1: week. (laughs) It's
0: good. It's good. And that leads me into my first con. Is this how teenage girls talk? I don't know. I I have. I haven't been around teenage girls since I was like a teacher, and that was about ten years ago at this point. And it kind of sounds like that, but. I also guess I appreciate it because I don't work
1: with females, so I couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah. But also, these girls are smarter, so maybe it is how they talk. I don't... Fuck, I don't know. Um, You know what, Con? Hank should know that riding bitch seat doesn't hurt you at all. In fact, it probably makes you a bigger man.
1: Especially when you break your glasses on your way back from, from, uh, blah, what is it? Not Blackhawk. Um, Sturgis. Sturgis.
0: I'm just saying. He knows better yeah <laughs> i also i don't know i i because re- you can't make the callback but i'm really sad there wasn't a callback of oh bobby no switcher that's the bitch seat that'd be great right um <laughs> or just like when they're standing in the alley and hank is depressed about the shopping cart thing and he goes i can't enjoy this my son instead he just goes oh my son was writing bitch seat it would have been a better way to do it i don't know <laughs> um also, one of those, had Bobby and Hank not, or had Hank not intervened, had, hobby, had Bobby not gotten cast off, whatever, I guarantee you one of those three teenage girls would have been impregnated by any one of those adult-ish males. Jesus Christ, I just guarantee it would have happened. And thus continues the saga of Leanne Platter. I... <laughs> <laughs> hey. Ah, I just you saw it coming. Also, okay, did you notice the character models with the kids
1: under the bleachers? Uh I mean some of them, like I, I definitely thought I saw Peggy's guitar instructor at one point from Peggy's Turtle song. Um Oh, but okay, okay. Yeah, I think I was just looking for people with weird colored hair. I didn't notice yeah, anybody couple... in particular. I just I there's I know couple... I'm really sorry, keep going, sorry. Oh, going to say, I know I'm really pissed off. We didn't get more Breck and Meyer this fucking episode after I saw them because he was hilarious. Oh. I
0: okay, so side pro, I did like the two. What are they supposed to be, stoners or just teenagers or stupid? I don't know, but I liked <laughs> like all them of the above. You are a noble dude. I liked noble dude. That made me smile. Yep. Yep. Um, my point is, I don't know if like I don't know what punk kids are supposed to look like or if like. So much shit has now bled out and disseminated, but there are so many of those fucking kids that look like, like neo-Nazi skinheads. And I'm sure they're supposed to be punk kids. I'm sure they're supposed to be like punk coated, so to speak. But God, like, there's the one with fucking Doc Martens, short shorts, and fucking like line thin suspenders and with the shaved head. I'm like, that kid's a fucking neo Nazi. He's gotta be. And it's, <laughs> He's a it's probably bag. not. It's yeah. probably. Yeah, but it's probably Texas punk scene in 2009 or what these animators thought that was. So, like, I can't call it a con. But then also, like, there's a fat goth chick. So. Fuck, are they, like, are they just saying, like, yeah, the one fucking, like, neo-Nazi kid is also the one kid beating up a kid? Like, I don't know, because they kind of got the Potamus, too. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Her name's Debbie, Mark.
0: That's highbrow Debbie.
1: And we want to squeeze her exquisite folds. Oh, Debbie, this is my breakfast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you pass me the potatoes, Mr. Smith? Ethically, I don't think I should, Debbie. (laughs) God, old American dad was so good with her fucking making fun of fat girls. Oh, shit, that was so funny. And then what is it like? She fixes his gun and he suddenly loves her. (laughs) Right? Oh, I think it's so sweet that Steve has a little girlfriend. Oh, don't tell Debbie. She'll probably eat her. (laughs) Oh fuck. Join us next 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 week for American Daddy Issues. Uh Johnny, anything anything else to say? Cons, pros, favorite moments. I've been talking over you now for about two hours and I'm sorry. Uh, tell good. your tell your advisor that this counts as therapy because I just railroad you like I do my therapist and talk over you. So yeah, like <laughs> this should count. I mean that I'll send you a check for eight <laughs> bucks.
1: I mean that is the point of therapy, Mark, for you to talk. Um favorite moments here. I've got two <laughs> Uh, first off, this is one of the better con lines that I've heard in a long time, and it's fucked up, and I'm here for it. I'm surprised you didn't have to butter the window to get him out. That is <laughs> fucked up. It's really good. I it's a really good con it. line. I love it, because it, it's very on fucking point for con. Uh, and my other one is, I love it when people create words that aren't actually words, and don't try and push <laughs> them on me. You and I were bitching like two, three weeks ago about stupid shitty words that don't belong in the fucking English language. Well, I think it's safe to say in smoothen is not going to be there. As in Mark, <laughs> allow me to in smoothen things. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Brick Meyer, man. He's great this episode. Yeah, he really is. Like kind of but I,
0: I I don't know, man. I Such a good such good characters, like it's I guess that's kind of cool. we get really good solid characters for all of what ten lines, maybe tops,
1: maybe, yeah, yeah, but no, those are my favorite moments. What do you got? um favorite moments
0: um noble little dude I yeah, there was a time when teenagers were just high and we just talked like that. You know what I mean and I don't know yeah, the, I, the
1: late nineties, early 2000s were great for teenagers.
0: You know why? Because we had fucking Paulie Shore as a role model. Like, that dude is yeah. just doing Polly Shore, and we're all the better for it. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking harmless, oh, no, not dude.
1: skeevy stoner.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, like, he's going to go, ch- they're going to go chat up the chicks, but also, I'm sorry, that line is, you're all tens and that's a 30. You can tell how good I am at math. That's, <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> that sucks. That's a terrible pickup line, but boy, that's. Fantastic! Anything else to say? Favorite moments, or I don't know. No, let's. Get um, this fucking we didn't rated. really talk about. The, well, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. We didn't really talk about the B plot, giving the cart to Spongy and all that shit. Is it good? Do we care? Do we like this? Is it mildly offensive that they go and eat his cat food stir fry?
1: I like the subplot. It's fine. It's it's a. It's subplot, fine, right? Like-
0: but okay.
1: I, I like the idea that the guys have exhausted every project in the in the alley and that that's a problem for them. And I like how stupidly excited Bill gets when he realizes that he, they could do something and he does his little dance. His um, dumb little dance, yeah. Like, this is the logical conclusion to season 13 and the final season of King of the Hill. Yeah, we've watched them work on fucking everything. They've done floats. They've done cars. They've done boats. They've done fucking everything. They built a goddamn house at one point. It feels like, like they have rebuilt
0: Bill's house twice now. They have yes, built multiple. So, sh- they have built and rebuilt sheds. They have dug friendship tubes. They have dug exactly. friendship tunnels. They have built so,
1: wildly uh, dangerous watchtowers. How do we? How do we end this by making it so that they're like, we have nothing left to do. We're going to make a super fuck- a super homeless cart. Like, we're going to rev it up with a fucking engine and we're going to put a little mini TV into it and we're going to get, like, little hangoffs on the sides so that you can put your fucking trash and refuse there. And someone's probably going to get shanked if they use it. It's definitely too much a vehicle for one fucking homeless dude. And yet, this is the logical progression of where we go when the guys have done everything else. I mean, for Christ's sake, they gave themselves their own fucking um, um, replication of Hole 3 from Nine Rivers. Like... They they have a million <laughs> projects that we've seen them do to completion. Yeah. It's true. So, no, it's it's a good subplot. It's just not as memorable as I as I wanted it to be. It's no fucking kneel before me, shop, soft shells. It's no fucking Disney's presents
0: Pixar dotrive. <laughs> oh god still the best one like all these episodes <laughs> I will later give you man candy. like candy <laughs> what are you doing in our tree essay pokes him and candy falls out and you must be a piñata candy fucking falls out <laughs> when a doctor fails 45 caliber pain pills
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway um oh. did we get did we get your favorite moment uh,
0: I don't fucking remember. I think it was the guys, and I had to pull that one out of my ass because I didn't like this one either. What are you rating this one? <laughs> uh, again, <laughs> now that we've been man. talking about fucking episodes we don't like, well, you like, that I hate for fucking two hours at this point. What, I'm sorry, I cut you off. What are you doing? Uh,
1: it's it's a butane. Uh, I like the subplot. Why don't I get more Breck and Meyer? That's apparently what I really want in this episode. Um, It's an interesting episode, I guess. It's, it's going to be in the background. I'm not going to fucking search this out. This is going to be uh, another one that I can catalog under Bobby Has a Girlfriend kind of sort of episodes. There's about a million of them. Okay, cool. They are all the same. Okay. He doesn't end up with any of them. The only one that's even fucking moderately good and, and genuine and, and kind of fun to fucking watch is Won't You Pee My Neighbor.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
2: You uh, sound so weird. You okay, okay.
0: You know what? Hang on, really quick. I'm sorry. So Bobby and Connie split up and hang on. All right, so Bobby and Connie broke up in season 6. And Holy my shit. only thought So my only thought here is is like anybody who says that future Connie and Bobby are going to be together is fucking dumb. Like because you're right. There have been so many other women in between this. Like at least two side protest women like that he's picked up, you know? So Yeah, okay. It's crazy. I just wow john yeah um, where's where connie this guy where's connie i don't know it's a megalo i didn't like it it was boring bobby isn't quite right there's just something that doesn't fit um you showed me how much more breck and Meyer we need this whole episode is cringe and like you said it kind of starts a conversation but where and what about does that make sense like You and I have context, you and I have understanding and reasoning, but how, like, so how are you, Johnny, going to explain to your, like, you know, eight-year-old daughter, Marin, like, oh, no, 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 see, like, you're a girl, and it used to be that you didn't pay for shit, but now you got also pay for shit, and the trade-off is, you know, equality among the sexes, and she goes, dad, that's dumb, and you go, yeah, well, you know. It's a system we all have to go by. But, like, you can't start the conversation, is my point. Um, I'm not going to put it on. I'm certainly not going to seek it out. I also don't know how much I can fucking tolerate a Bobby being, oh, you boo-boo pussy, like, fuck you guys. I don't know. And also, con, how could they maybe pierce Bobby's perfect little ears a second time? Just, no. <laughs> Shame.
1: It may- that would make him a sad little popsicle.
0: So, I got to be honest with you, dude. I'm a pretty fucking melty, drippy little popsicle here. Like, you just you just mentioned, you literally just said last episode, or, you know, like, last the last thing we talked about, about, I wonder where you fell off the wagon here. This is resoundingly where I quit watching King of the Hill. Um, I remember <laughs> watching this one and stopping because I had just started my sophomore year at college. Um, and number one, like, we had rehearsals and shit on Sunday night, so it was kind of hard to get to. But two, I just quit caring, and quite frankly, booze and women were more appealing than this shit. And even now, right now, I'm done. I don't fucking care. Like, if this is the last season of King of the Hill, yeah, I'll stick it out, like, as it's running, but because, you know, there's, what, four more episodes? I'm not gonna fucking try, though. Hope they catch, catch up on adults at some point. There's yeah, one. There's one, because one more that's episode. The, because that's the point, too, is like... I... Okay, so this is also right when we all started getting together to watch Spartacus, Blood and Sand on Thursday nights. Yeah. And that was all we did was Spartacus. So, like, yeah. we had all collectively given up on King of the... I remember watching the finale with uh, Streeter in the in my uh, house on uh, Poncha. Like, I remember yeah. the finale of King of the Hill very clearly, and you're right. Like... You wouldn't see it, because I wouldn't care anymore, and I also wouldn't have known that that was a series finale, because there's still another three months of it, and then the Cleveland show showed up in January, so nobody even remembered King of the Hill, they just saw that it got cancelled, so like, we keep talking about this might be somebody's last episode, this is this writer's last episode, I'm sure this is Dan McGrath's last episode, I'm like 90% sure. This is also my last episode if you and I weren't doing this project because I don't fucking care anymore. We haven't had enough <laughs> redeemable shit, and the highs and lows
1: just haven't been fucking worth it, man. Like, us oh, depressing. Hot damn. Well, guys, get excited to listen to Just Johnny for the next three episodes. It's going to be fun. So
0: all that is to say, just wrapping around here, to a final crucial point, and I think we all know the
1: answer here. Johnny, do you still like King of the Hill? Mark, I still love King of the Hill. It's still there, it's still hanging on, and fuck, some of this was rough this week, but, you know, overall, there's some pleasant stuff in there. What about you?
0: No, not really. This one just kind of... We're back where we keep getting to. We are in the mid-season doldrums, this keeps happening, it is an observable effect where we get a little bit burnt out mid-season... But that's not what this is. These last two episodes are so out of character and just so against the grain, even with just the dropping of Boomhauer's last name. No one should know that. That is a secret protected magic. Um, We have forgotten the old ways. We have forgotten the faces of our father who slew 50 men. And it bums me the fuck out. Like, you and I are doing this weekly, and we're kind of crunching here a little bit. But, you know, like... The last good one was Serves Me Right for Giving G- General George Patton the Key. Granted, that was only two weeks ago. Yeah. But So this would be a month of bad episodes, even more than a month, because you just talked about our gigantic time jump from May to September. So, like, anybody watching this then can't enjoy it. I mean, watching it now, I'm just... To quote you a couple season. To quote you last season, I'm just real tired, boss. I'm just real I'm tired. real
1: tired, boss. Yep.
0: It's Okay. You want to tell those good people where they can find us? Because Chuck joni has been playing this entire episode.
1: Hot damn. I would absolutely love that. Guys, if you ever want to reach out to the Dangle Podcast, we are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, kind of, sort of, if you want to. Uh, we are on Gmail. You reach us out at danglepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you ever want to talk King of the Hill with Mark and I, uh, reach us out on any of those platforms. We're also on Blue Sky. That's High Hammock Radio on Blue Sky. Uh, if you want to talk to me personally I am on Instagram I'm Krautball Kraut is in Ball is in Swedish meatball uh, Mark where can they find you because you do more than just this show
0: I do do more than just this show. You can also find me in usually a better mood and not so goddamn depressed on the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast. But full transparency, like I said earlier, we're watching John Carpenter for about two months now and I'm a little burnt out on John Carpenter also. But generally, it's a fun time. You can also find me on the Two Wizards podcast, original OG flagship, a high hammock radio. Um, Once again, listeners, we love you all, everyone. Um, This is episode four down, and I am... Goddamn dude, I just I don't know if I'm sad, I don't know if I'm like trying to get like preemptively depressed so I can like hate the ending, you know what I mean? But dire straits right dude. now, but by all means, I'm glad you guys are here. Johnny, thank you for continuing to do this with me. I I don't know where I'll be next week, I don't know. I'm pretty I'm kinda bummed about it all, but we will see what happens. in the meantime, um thank you for being here, guys. Johnny, thank you for being here. Um kind of just, you know. I don't know. Go tell someone that you love them and grill them a medium rare steak and watch a firefighting. We will go.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you again next week.